BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Michael Hammonds. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. This week, we'll be continuing the hunt in the Two Towers as we cover the Riders of Rohan as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. Yes. Pretty exciting. It is exciting, actually. And this is an epic chapter. I'm excited uh, for not only the, 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 the chapter. Uh, we've got some good comments. We've got some uh, good Bywater Post situation happening. It's great. Uh, epic episode on our hands. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. And we also um, may have a special little surprise for you here. May? A, we may have? We may have. I. It, it could disappear. <laughs> kind of like, you know, uh, when you put the ring on. It could be gone. He could be gone. I think he does have a ring. And it's Ooh. black. It's a black ring. That leads us right into our table of contents. We do have a special guest with us tonight. I don't even know how to do this introduction, guys. Um, how does one introduce uh, one of your closest friends, uh, some someone you've known for going on a decade, right? Wow. Yeah. I think we're going on 12 years. 12, 12 years next years. spring. And there is the beautiful voice of one Bobby Ray. Bobby, thank you for being here with us this evening on uh, as, we, as we ride into Rohan. Absolutely, yeah. guys. I'm happy to be here. Sweet. You know, um, Bobby kind of reminds me of like a Radagast. You feel that or not? <laughs> Actually, yeah, am I, I wrong? Fe- about I am that? feeling him as a Radagast I, right ser- now. Seriously, like we were sitting here and I just did got I say this that the right way. Radagast. Feeling him as a Radagast. That does that sound wrong? I'm Radagastly feeling him. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there you go. go. Yeah, something. I'm Radagast. Know. Right. <laughs> no, he's totally Radagast. No, he's Radagast. Not a, you. A lover of nature. Yeah. A, uh, a gentle, kind, yeah. beautiful soul. Right. It just, it just, it literally just hit me when I, when I heard him speak there, right in the moment. A fellow wizard. It would, it would hit yeah. you. You know? Or he, felt, he you would know? hit you? I don't know. Well, I don't think we would do that. We're you friends. guys wouldn't fight. We're friends. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, anyways, no, I'm excited to have Bobby here, honestly. Me too, uh, man. It uh, looks to be good. He, uh, you want to explain uh, how prepared he was? Oh, yeah. So originally, uh, we had this idea of, because Bobby was unable to make the long expected party. This is kind of where this spawned from. And we were like, you know what, Bobby, just come out some Friday. Uh, we'll, we'll have you on. You can do your Tolkien story. And then, you know, we'll just hang out the rest of the night. Well, it turned into um, come on over for a Friday night. All right. And Bobby said, hey, I'd like to know what, what chapter you guys are on. He said, I'm, I'm a little bit. Uh, 
behind of where you are right now, but let me know what chapter you're on. I'll read it and I'll be prepared. Mm -hmm. Bobby shows up. Not, I don't know why I'm surprised. It's because we don't get to see each other as much anymore. Shows up with a binder. He's got two notes uh, uh, that he's taken and expand upon his favorite moment within this chapter. He has this beautiful illustration that I've never seen before. um, Right on the front cover next to a map of Middle Earth of Eomer as the riders of, of Rohan, the Rohirrim circle uh, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are three hunters. Oh, yeah. And he's got five copies, oh, two yeah. for each of us. So I'm sitting here looking at this, and it's just... It's just Bobby moment. has a way of of bringing the mood. You know what I mean? He does. He brings the mood. Bobby, where did okay. you find this picture? With this? I honestly did a Google search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. simple as that. Wow, we're going to look up... Look, this is well done, and this is actually really... It really puts you in the you know, spirit of Immersive. the chapter. Yeah. Immersive. Just like having Bobby here. Right. I feel like it's... well. Here you go. Gosh dang it. Come on. Life being mirrored in the in the chapter once again. How many hunters are there, guys? There's three. There's three. There's a man, an elf, <laughs> and a dwarf. I think right now we're th- feeling like three dwarfs <laughs> after that next yeah, time we had yeah, for dinner. Uh-huh. Yep. But yeah. how cool is that? I didn't even think of that until right now. We're, yep. we're yep. hunting our way through this chapter, through the second book, and, and they're hunting for their friends, trying to hunting this orc, you yep. know. Horde that has their their friends that they're trying to recover. So, yeah. kind of interesting. It actually worked. Yeah, you're right. It just yeah. feels good. I uh, didn't even think about it until right now. Never wow. thought about that. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, yeah. So, pages of notes there I'm excited to see. And actually, I took a sneak yeah. peek at the spot that he highlighted. And I'm glad that uh, he hoed in you on that. You peeked on that. Yeah, I, I did. I took a... You son of a gun. peeking in the Palantir. You want to do some uh, quick counsel? Yeah. Get into yep. it? Yep. How are you? Counsel. So, um... Doing well. Uh, been a busy week. I think uh, just... Why are you talking so softly? Am I talking softly? You, I feel. Does he talking softly to you? I think he sounds fine. The, uh, well, yeah. I don't know what's up. Maybe it's because you don't have headphones. You're, gentle, all you're so gentle. That's what it is. You don't have headphones, so that's yeah. That's what so, it always sounds like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, because in in the microphones, Cut it that sounds out. super Cut that loud. Out. Get that out. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Uh, we actually had a little a little bit different of a setup today. We actually did a little Discord chat earlier. We did. That was a lot of fun. Um, we kind of had everyone in there, and uh, you know, thanks for those of you who hopped in and helped us out. It was our first kind of run through, and uh, we're gonna fix that. Uh, uh, we have that's something exclusive we have for our patrons. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. big uh, supporters of the show, and we had them in there. Uh, we're able to chat with them. Yeah. But I had the microphone situation jacked up, so we'll fix that earlier or later. <laughs> we'll go back in time and fix it. <laughs> Maybe we'll go back. We'll jump in the and, DeLorean. Uh, we'll fix it yesterday. Sorry about Don't that. Don't worry about it. It is 11 o'clock at night. So, yeah, you know, we're doing all right. We're doing good. All right. So I'm doing well. How are you doing? Fred? I'm doing great. Uh, uh, school's going fine. Uh, rugby season's great. Halfway through. Uh, Winnie's beautiful. Goldberry's amazing as always yeah you know we're getting ready for our second crotch fruit out there to pop that one out right end of march so i'm looking forward to that baby number two what do you, you think it's a, a boy or girl as we're not uh, going to find out so you, right i think, think it's a boy boy okay i think it's a boy bobby, bobby you got any feelings i'm going to say boy yeah this time around so guys i don't know if i've yeah. shared it on here but i had a dream right before you know we started the well ask your parents how kids are made um <laughs> and i had this dream that we had a, a dark haired curly-headed boy. Really? The, the, his head wasn't curly. His hair was curly. Wow. The dark hair was curly. And it came out, and I was holding it, and it was like already three years old, so that was kind of off, I guess. Maybe I ate some bad Tums or something before I went to bed, and it, it you know, laid it on my, on my lap, and I looked into its eyes and said, Vigo, my son. <laughs> really? So... Oh, I, I've got a feeling. I, I wrote it in my dream journal upstairs. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I like it. 
I I hope it's just the baby's healthy. I don't care. I don't care, boy or girl, either way. Because, sure. Yeah. I mean, just... Winnie has been the best baby ever. But yeah. I have a I've got a weird feeling. Got a yeah. weird feeling. Yeah. yeah. It's a good feeling. So, Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad it's Friday. It was one one long week. TGIF. Yes. Yes, sir. But I'm ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Things are going well. Is it ready for you, though? That's my question. Is it ever ready for me? Oh. <laughs> Just a great question. <laughs> We're going to do some fun stuff tomorrow. What are we doing, man? We are going to hit up a rugby match. Yep. And then we are heading over to a corn maze, maybe some hay rides. Things like that. It's going to be awesome. It Some will fall be great. festivities when it's about 90 degrees in Ohio. Yeah, what be the heck, go. man? I don't know. You know what? It's October. We can't get some cool weather. Second summer. You've heard of second breakfast. Right. Now you got second summer. Right. Okay. right. So whatever. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right. That's some good counsel. I like it. You want to yep. do some drop ease, fellas? Yes, sir. Sounds great. All right. Let's get into this. Uh, some TV show news. I didn't really go digging, guys, <laughs> this week. Um, I'm getting sick of reading the same stuff over and over again. But there's this really cool image that's kind of... I, I saw it on Instagram, so it's out kind of circling around. It's been around since April, and it's this concept uh, uh, piece of art. Um, I think someone even shared it on the group, actually. I can't remember who. Apologies. But it's from Adam Middleton, who's a lead concept designer at Weta Workshop. It is of um, an old Aragorn. Okay, so it's actually posted on artstation.com. No idea what that is. I guess it's maybe like an art blog website where artists can post their stuff. But I'm just going to read what he said. Okay, he said, Aragorn the Ranger. A bunch of us at Weta decided to do our own take on Aragorn, arguably one of the coolest characters committed to screen. No argument from me. We gave ourselves the whole of April to do a design. It became commonly known as hashtag Aprilgorn. (laughs) I'm not sure about that one. That sounds like one I would make up, but... Uh, that, that's okay, Adam. Um, I wanted to design to design him as an older man after the events of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Whispers of a new evil brewing in the north has pulled him away from Gondor, forcing him back into his ranger ways of old, and putting him. I'm putting. I'm adding this part and putting him on one last hunt. So this image is is awesome. We'll put it in the in the group again so you can check it out. But it got me thinking, guys. Got me thinking a little bit about this this Amazon TV sh- series. Um, you know, the show is uh, rumored to be about Aragorn's young life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, him as a younger man before the events that happen uh, in the Lord of the Rings. But it, it got me thinking: like, could could we see an Aragorn of the future? Wow, could we see an Aragorn of? You don't think you know. they do that, do you? Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it would be an awesome... Flashback? <laughs> it would be an awesome way to tell a story. Yeah. A great narrative device. And it's a way you could... I mean, would he do it? I don't know. I I, I would probably say err on the side of no because he's just such an artist and it, it would be kind of maybe taking some liberties. I don't know. It would be a way to work, to work uh, Vigo Mortensen back into the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, into the fabric and, and see him reprise his role as Aragorn as an older... Aragorn, right, and he could be kind of recounting some of these stories. There's a way you could do it that wouldn't be cheesy, but man, oh man, maybe he's maybe he's out on this hunt, and he sees things that trigger his memories that just gets us right back into the story. Maybe we don't see old as Aragorn king? for like two maybe or three. As king? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, like he's yeah, it, it's after the events of yeah, yeah. of, uh, of okay. the War of the Ring and all this stuff, and you know, it's like almost uh, he wouldn't have to be in every episode. Every once in a while, he'd just be like this little bookmark that helps tell the story. Well, even if he's, even if they did a whole season, um, you know, it, sort of like in The Hobbit, 
with yeah. Bilbo, you know? Yeah. And it just starts, the, kicks the whole thing off. Yeah, and exactly. Exactly. You're going guess, down that road. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Kind of I mean, how he's him writing his book and, and, and telling yeah. his story and we get back into it. Uh, yeah, that would be yeah, be really cool. So awesome. uh, maybe we can start a movement for that, guys. We can hashtag April Gorn. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, Tolkien biopic, um, I, I think uh, it's, it's being released in uh, Eastern Japan this weekend. And um, <laughs> right, okay. then in... Uh, uh, we're going east, to see it. East Germany. You said you'd take me week. on a date. You said you would. Yeah. Um, so we're so. going to fly out to East Germany uh, once the wall comes down, and uh, we're going to go check it out. Okay. We might eat some uh, Bulgarian food while we're there. Gotcha. And have some Schwitzkas. So, um, okay. Yeah. Guys, I don't know when this thing's coming out. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know it's a real movie. It's not a, it's not a hoax, but I, I don't know when it's going to happen. So, okay. Yeah. We should probably stop talking about it. We should. <laughs> I think you should definitely take <laughs> but it But I'm amped about it. I want to see this. You know, it's something that we kind of, I think sometimes I myself, I get so sucked in the story that I forget to make the connections to Tolkien's life. Yeah. You know, he put so much of his own experience in these, in these stories. And I forget about that sometimes. Sure. And um, so anyway, yeah. other corners of Middle Earth. Um, I mean, there's go, go check out the page. Go check out the Facebook group. Man, oh man, there's some cool stuff. Every single day you guys are sharing images, uh, sharing stuff from, from uh, the internet. Uh, Chase McKinney had a really cool post in there about, um, you know, if you could see another character put into Middle Earth, who would it be and why? I think he picked Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. Yeah. There's like 60, uh, you know, uh, comments on that. Uh, Is that people- the one you were trying to find earlier? No. Oh, okay. Something else. Okay. Um, and then also, uh, oh, uh, Maddox McBride, really cool one that's just sticking in my head. Uh, there's a building in San Francisco where Bob, Bobby, wow. Yep. <laughs> Bobby, I've had too much coffee, guys. <laughs> Bobby was just recently visiting, and they're yeah. going to, they're, they're trying for Halloween to, there's a way to put images on the top of it with using lights and stuff. They're going to try and make that, uh, the Eye of Sauron and make oh, it look like the Tower awesome. of Barad-dur. That would be the coolest Halloween gift ever. Absolutely. So that's kind of cool. Um, oh, we did have a poll. Yeah, yeah, We were yeah. talking about cake versus pie, and there were like, oh my gosh, what, about 100, 105, 110 people okay. that voted, and it was split right down the middle, guys. I think it was like Seriously? 47, 53, with uh, cake just inching out over pie, I believe. Cool. If That's I'm, what I voted I'm, for. Yeah, if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, I didn't actually look it up to to get the final numbers, but I just know it was neck and neck. Bobby, what are you thinking on that one? You know, pie or cake? I would go for pie personally. But if you have your cake, you can eat it too. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, let the man vote, okay? Uh, you know, he said pie. I'm just giving him the full picture, Ezra. Okay. 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 Pie it so, is. So pie it is. Excellent. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Um, we got a long one, chapter, so we can get right into this. We do have a really long chapter. Um, just a quick shout out to all the new members in the group. We've honestly had we're, we're I think we're either at four hundred or up over four hundred members. Yeah. Uh, so super excited there. If you're listening and you haven't joined yet, uh, today's your day. Uh, time to hop in there and yeah. and uh, get involved. So that's right. We'd love to have you in there as an upper. So uh, okay, yeah, let's do it, man. This is uh, Bobby. Are you are you ready? <laughs> you excited? I, mean, I am excited to be here, guys. Okay. All right. We're excited to have you, brother. Yeah. Okay. On to the reread here. So uh, we are into uh, book three, chapter two, the writers of Rohan. And as Lane said, this is, uh, you know, full of uh, histories. It's good. We introduced yes, uh, a whole new kind of like uh, culture, culture, you know, yeah. which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, in the previous week though, we had covered uh, the departure of Boromir 
and uh, we had a great awesome, we had an awesome uh, lament yes. that was sent into us, yes, Rayla. Right. Uh, thank you again for that. That was wonderful, and uh, that was a that was a neat chapter. We had a lot going on in that chapter. You know, we were up yeah. on Almond Hen, kind of looking around, checking out visions. We were we, we were excited. We were pumped. We were jacked. Um, even though it's kind of a sad, you know, chapter for us, it's emotional. Uh, but the hunt is on. You know, yeah. Sort of a about lingering confusion of what what do we do? Uh, which direction do we go? And then that end resolution of, you know, we we got to go after. The hobbits and save them if we can right and that they have that clear and that for the first time in a while i think aragorn's and you see it continues into this chapter aragorn as the leader of the hunters of this of this remaining company of this remaining fellowship mm-hmm. has a a clear objective in his mind of where he needs to go to the point of in this chapter to the point of like you know saying to aomer essentially well you know uh if you don't let me go you're gonna have to kill me absolutely and and you might go back home with fewer writers than you came out. Absolutely, with. like real king speech. And I'll be I mean, honest just, with you, I don't. I I think you would have taken a few of them down. And I think they might have been able to even uh, snag a few horses. And I think they might have been able to ride away. There. That's I a know, big man. what if scenario. But I, know, I, know I thought about it. I was, I was as I was reading. I was like, buddy, I would not try it. The, the the something they did so well in the films is they like the tension of that scene. Yeah, they captured perfectly. Um. You know, they obviously had to make it shorter like everything, right? I mean, we might as well just stop saying that. Lane, stop saying that. There's more in the books. Duh. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, the 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 drama of that scene of, whoa, you know, we've got uh, we've got some guys who, who, who they need to use their words before they start cutting each other's heads off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it makes for great excitement and, uh, you know, seeing what our characters are really made of. So pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you happen to have, I should probably share your the copy of the, the yeah. uh, book you have here. But this is um, what are these Alan Lee um, illustrations. Here? Yes, that's like the, is it the 50th anniversary or something like that, yeah. where Alan Lee went through and, and illustrated all these uh, pictures. Yeah, I love that one of the of, yeah of them on the hunt. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, uh, really, really sort of just wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. The land changed, and it's funny because this is the land that they caught glimpses of on the Anduin yeah. when they looked out yeah. east. You know what I mean? They've had. And they bring that up again in this chapter, too. So it's, we kind of almost, if you look at the map, too, because there's a lot of directions. Ezra's compass was spinning. Yeah, Bobby, did you bring a map? He did. I did. Awesome. It's going then, all over the place. This is a great time to get out your LOTR project map, too, the one online where you can pick the paths hey, of where you, people me, went. Real quickly, while you have that up, um, yeah. Lane, can you just kind of give us a direction there as to, um, we were over near Amon Hen, we were over um, off the end one, mm-hmm. and we head off. Uh, yep, we go we go northwest through west, the through yeah. the uh, western portion of Emin Muil. We get we get the east wall of Rohan, and then we get into the east eminent, which is almost straight west. And then eventually we hit the Antwash and follow that all the way to to Fangorn Forest. Yeah, so it's almost like I mean, if you look at it, we're almost going right back up into. Um, no, we're not that far from the field of Celebrant. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and Lothlorien, really. Right, I right. mean, we are, but, you know, especially considering how quickly they moved, how well, quickly it, they, they and journeyed. And how far they went down the river. Yeah. You know, yeah. To, to be going in that direction. Is, it's crazy. Is it's kind of kind of backtracking a little bit, but uh, parallel, I yeah, guess. Okay, yeah, okay. I like that. I like that map you got there, Bobby. That's an, that's a, I like it. Okay. Um, here we go. So, ready? Let's just uh, let's do it, let's do it, baby. dive into her. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so... And basically, in summary, here we didn't really give you a summary, but you guys know we're we're on the hunt. We're after 
um, you know, uh, Pippin and Mary, yeah, two hobbits, uh, yeah, and uh, dead set on finding them. So let's uh, let's see how this goes. Really, I need a little atmosphere. You guys want some atmosphere? Yeah, I could go for some of that. I mean, I'm honest. thinking we're out in the plains. It's probably kind of windy. You know, there's no yeah. no tree well, breaks yeah, or anything like that. Look at that illustration. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, kind of a, kinda... a like a, a bleak beauty to it, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I love, uh, yeah, I love the imagery of of uh, yeah, just being out there on the plains, the plains that we're on. So there we go. Like what do you think here, Bobby? Does that sound all right? That, that sounds, sounds great. good. Okay. Yeah. I could just sit there for a minute. That's nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, friend. they're running, and I'm talking about sitting. Give me a break. Yeah. So um, the let's just start off with with a you know a read here. So uh, the dust deepened, mist lay behind them, among the trees below, and brooded on the pale margins of the Anduin. But the sky was clear. Stars came out. The waxing moon was riding in the west, and the shadows on the rocks were black. They had come to the feet of stony hills, and their pace was slower, for the trail was no longer easy to follow. So again, we're we're on this trail, mm-hmm. right? And are they traveling at night here? Is that what that so so yeah. dusk mm-hmm. had deepened? You know, yeah, so they're they, into they, the night, right? They head out as soon as you know they're they're done with the mm-hmm. seeing Bormir off, and it's that that took, you know, took them into the, yeah, the evening, right? Yeah. So as you said in the uh, M Wheel, they're that's where they're at, right? They're yeah. they're here and in the I, Highlands. I had forgotten that the M Wheel, it like a moron, it doesn't just stop. <laughs> At the Anduin River, you know, it continues on west, mm-hmm. and so they're still making their way through that that passage. I think oh, I always think Emmon Wheel. Oh, that's that's east only, but it does it does cross the river, and it's and it's to the west okay. of the river as well. So they're making through kind of uh, more difficult terrain um, in that trail. Obviously, it's rockier, it's it's hillier. You know, it's the trail is harder for them to to follow and discern, even for you know Aragorn being a ranger. Um, so. I love the description too. All night, the three companions scrambled in this scrambled in this bony land, climbing to the crest of the first and tallest ridge, and down again into the darkness of a deep winding valley on the other side. Mm. So there, they take a little bit of rest in the cool of the dawn, um, and uh, wait there until the to the light of day. Um, and then Aragorn's kind of confused again, right? This orc trail vanishes. Yeah, and they have to yeah. have a, a moment and try and figure out, okay, where do we think they went? Right, right. Um, let me just get the old, uh, there we go. Too windy? It's a little too windy, wasn't it, <laughs> <there>, Bobby? <laughs> Don't blow away, baby. Boy, oh, boy. Don't blow away. Sound like old Aragorn was there hollering. I couldn't hear him. I didn't know where he was at. Uh, okay. So, yeah, and I was just, again, pulling up the map here because I really do need this. But uh, the Emin Wheel, as you said, it does... It's mm-hmm. actually mostly on the uh, East. eastern side, mm-hmm. but it of the tails Android. off a little bit. Yeah, right. The so they're coming there. out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because at some point, uh, he's going to, as as we're, um, you, you said we're headed northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come across either a high point or not necessarily a high point, but they mm-hmm. can see into Gondor. Yeah, that's right. Is that yeah, where? That's right. Like, and just looking at the map here, is it like he can see the? The land, like almost between the mountain range, there or what? I mean, how does he see into Gondor? We'll get there, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's he starts to see the the White Mountains, which is gotcha. one of the one of the borders of of Gondor. Yeah, right at the end of the White Mountain chain. Well, when it kind of so that's what he's talking curves about down is where yeah. Minas Tirith is as well. Yeah, I think he he sees the boundary. 
Gotcha. Kind of a deal. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, okay. we'll get there. Absolutely. All right. So Legolas uh, asked, which way did they turn? Um, and uh, we believe that they've had, that they're heading north uh, on like a straight road to Isengard near Fangorn. Yeah, they're trying to figure. They're you know like are they are they going are they going that direction, um, or are they going southward towards the Entwash? Um, and so pretty much they say like you know they're going to take the easiest the easiest path. Yeah, that's how they're gonna that's that's how they're gonna go. So um, mm-hmm. talking about searching searching northwards. Yeah, right. Now they do come across very quickly. Uh, Legolas is, is surprised because I think he believes they've caught up with the enemy. Uh, in some regard, right? Um, but it ends up actually being, um, he says, we have already overtaken some of those that we are hunting. He said, yeah. look, he pointed, uh, and they saw that uh, what they had first taken to be boulders lying at the foot of the slopes were huddled bodies. Yeah. So this happens fairly quickly. Um, and it's, yeah. it's, you know, in the in the movie we see it uh, happening, we actually get to see what, what, what takes yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Which but, is interesting, that perspective. I, I love this because they're also trying to piece together what exactly happened. They're like, was this the Rohirrim that were that were picking these orcs off, mm-hmm. or what exactly was going on here? Uh, you know, they're like, it's a little too far away for for them to be the ones. Uh, you know, Minas Tirith is still you know really, really far off, so it's not you know it's not Gondorians. Um, and they this is where they kind of discern that they're different types of orcs. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, exactly. That that these were these were um, northern orcs from far away. Among the slain are none of the great orcs with the strange badges. There was a quarrel, I guess, and this is Aragorn. Kind of his discernment is coming through here again. It is no uncommon thing with these foul folk. Maybe there are uh, there was some dispute about the road, and Gimli says, or about the captives. Let yeah. us hope that they too did not meet their end here. Right. So I just I love this too because we're learning a lot about the orc culture from Aragorn. Yeah. yeah, because you know he was he's a, he someone was a, who yeah. right. He's a ranger. He's fought them, you know, his whole life, uh, and and even you know when he was uh, riding with Rohan and, and with Gondor in his younger days, like he he knows the orc well. Um, there's a reason there. It's like they're comparing this to a hunt. You know, it's his. It, they're his prey. You know, right. like a good hunter knows how deer behave. They know how how their prey uh, operate. Almost like they know that that. Um, the hierarchy of of the way their their um, qu- uh, their quarry yeah. behaves, right? Well, so yeah. in the same way, he knows he knows he can discern like their path. He knows how they interact with each other, sure. and can that's helping him sort of interpret you know those signs. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you think of it? So you know, Gimli, I'm 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 surprised that he doesn't know a little bit more about the orcs. I mean, we just get it through Aragorn. Maybe he does. Yeah. But you would imagine that the dwarf culture would kind of, you know, uh, yeah, also sure. have, they have a, a, a history. Yes, they do. With them. Yes, so, they do. Uh, and I guess maybe another part, too, is we see um, there's, this different, there's this different breed of orc that we're just unsure yes. of. Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, well, what were these, these uh, the, the orcs with the white hand? Yep. Like, <laughs> different breed. Now that, that came up in last chapter, right? Yes, it did. And yeah. I can't help but feel like maybe this is Tolkien's way of really showcasing Aragorn Absolutely. and helping him build and develop as a character and Absolutely. really building him up to that role as king. Absolutely. Sharing yeah, that see, knowledge, yes. sharing that experience. There, there are a few moments, yeah. too, in here where we have those transformative moments again where... Um, Spot on. Is it? This is this yeah. chapter, right? Yes, 
uh, where that's, that's what I think Bobby had highlighted. Yeah. Okay. Where they see Aragorn in a new light and they're almost kind of taken aback. And oh, we've yeah. seen this throughout this story so far, right? It's happening it, it, more it, and it, more. Yeah. It happens more and more. And you know, we had the situation with the crown, you know, Weathertop uh, behind him, right? Yes, that's right. That's and, right. And, and things. So, uh, I Bobby, I think you're right. Actually, it, yeah. like, why not Gimli? Why not Legolas? Well, because we have. Um, our leader kind of emerging here. Yeah. And actually very Climbing quickly. the kingship. You right. know, it's like it's just these moments that just give you goosebumps. Yeah. Absolutely. They do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The one that Bobby's going to talk about here in a bit uh, definitely gave me goosebumps. Yeah. You know, so we'll get there in just in yeah. just a moment. But and so much happens in this chapter. It yeah. is so cool. There's right. so much going on. Right. Yeah. Um, but they do actually, you know, so as Aragorn's looking there and they sort of figure out what is happening with this with this fight, they pick up the tracks. Yes. Uh, he's able to find those. And uh, he says, at last, uh, here are the tracks that we seek up the water channel. Uh, this is the way that the orcs went after their debate. Uh, and swiftly and now, they you know, pursued and turned and followed the new path. And they're getting some help from the sun, too. The sun's coming up. They're able to see a little bit more. Right. right. Yep. Day is starting to break. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I love his... I just love his... Uh, descriptions here too at last they reached the crest of a gray hill and a sudden breeze blew in their hair which you're hearing right now right yep and stirred their cloaks the chill wind of dawn and you can just i mean oh, you, know, you right. know that you know that feeling right you're right you can, you're you right can, let's you can feel that let's read that again the the, the chill wind of dawn it's what we're longing for right now with this indian summer yeah, absolutely like we, i would love <laughs> i would love to know that feeling again but but i know what um, it feels like and i yeah. think like right now you're right like we are wanting that, yeah. that feeling so yeah it's that's cool uh i do have this next part you care if i read this next paragraph because yeah, yep. this is building into his vision of of gondor so turning back they saw across the river the far hills kindled day leaped into the sky the red rim of the sun rose over the shoulders of the dark land Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even catch that. Uh, before them in the west, the world lay still, formless and gray. But even as they looked, the shadows of night melted, the colors of the waking earth returned. Green flowed over the wide meads of Rohan, the white mists shimmered in the water veils, and far off to the left, thirty leagues or more, blue and purple uh, stood the white mountains, rising into peaks of jet t- tipped with glimmering snows, flushed with the rose of morning. Gondor, Gondor, cried Aragorn. Would that I looked on you again in a happier hour. Not yet does my road lie southward to your bright streams. Wow. So seeing, like, you know, seeing his destiny in the future and knowing, like, I'm so close, but my errand takes me, takes me west. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's what, this is, this is the part that I was kind of, you know, wondering about. And I, it's neat how as the, you know, we get more light, mm-hmm. it emerges, you know, and you yeah. can kind of see it, and then you recognize uh, what it is, and so it's it's a, it's a nice dramatic, like slow kind of reveal, absolutely, yeah. you know, which is which is good for Aragorn, and I actually think, and and he talks about it later on, uh, his decisions, he'll mention this, haven't been going the right way, you know, and yeah. and uh, I think he thinks he's failing a bit, his he's discouraged, unsure what to do, yeah. uh, but to see Gondor. Really does kind of yeah, give him a little, I didn't even a little think about that. jolt. I, it I, is. I thought I, I think it would. You yeah, know, but it's a glimpse of his future. It's a, um, a clarification of his purpose. Yeah, right. And it, it being so close too. Yeah, I mean, that's just crazy to think about because to this point he hasn't you, you, he hasn't seen it. Right, we haven't seen mm-hmm. it on this on this journey. So yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So uh, yeah, I mean, you're gonna sing a song you, or what? We're gonna sing it. You got that. Lead us oh in a little gosh, tune here. Dude. See, Bobby, here's what happens. I was <laughs> singing it before, 
you know, you were carefree. There's no, you know, there's background noise going. You don't have to nail. What was the tune you had there? I'm just going to try and find it. I feel like Aragorn would just be rocking out right now. Rocking out. Okay. You know, I mean, just, yeah. just like hard metal guitar in the background. Okay, cool. Should Maybe I? not. Maybe not. Maybe he would be more, you know, his, his, his elven, you know, uh, majesty would kind of come out. Or uh-huh. the, the ancient yeah. Numenorean would sort of, you know, make him, make Bo- him more lyrical and lilty. <laughs> yeah, I sure. I, I think Bobby's watching me like with my hand over the uh, dial here to Gondor, make sure. Gondor, between the mountains and the sea. West wind blew there, the light upon the silver tree fell like bright rain in gardens of the kings of old. Oh, proud walls, white towers, oh, winged crown and thorn of thorn of gold, fudge, throne of gold. Oh, Gondor, Gondor, shall men behold the silver tree? Or west wind blow again between the mountains and the sea. I love that. So you leave it in, in a little di- uh, an unresolved melody, right? Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. It's I, I yeah. I, I like the uh, guys. I feel Gondor, liberated. Gondor, <laughs> Gondor. Oh, Gondor. <laughs> Uh, that's good. Eric Horn, you know, like going to church a little <laughs> Could bit. Could you imagine? Legolas and Gimli are like, what is that? They're just looking over there. And he's just, it almost seems like he's doing a jig while he's singing that song, too. You he might have been. I mean, he's, he's, Can you hit it one more time for me? Gondor. 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 I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, oh, almost, it's almost midnight. I'm okay. sorry, Professor Tolkien. You're probably rolling around somewhere. Gondor, yeah. Okay. Uh, but just some cool images there, too, right? We talk about the silver tree, okay? Yeah. Uh, in well, the gardens of the kings of old. The west the wind. The white towers. The winged crown. Mm-hmm. You said the west wind. The oh west wind. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Right, yeah, right. I thought that would... Because I just think that they, 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 they yeah. sang about it, you know? Yeah. Um, there so, it is. Yeah. Kind of neat. That's right. The right. west wind... Blowing to meet the the east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really Beautiful. cool. So, uh, now let us go. Yeah, right. Enough said. To, enough said. Enough sung. That's right. Gondor. I'm sweating now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so the ridge upon uh, which the companions stood went down steeply before their feet. Uh, below it, twenty fathoms or more, uh, there was a wide and rugged shelf which ended slowly in the bank of a sheer cliff. Yeah, this is cool. The east wall of Rohan. Yeah. Yeah. So ended the Emin Wheel, and the green plains of the Rohirrim stretched away before them to the edge of sight. Yeah, this is cool. And Legolas, this is, um, look, he cries. There is the eagle again. Yeah. He is very high. He seems to be flying now away from this land back to the north. He is going with great speed. Look. And Legolas is the only one who really can see that. Yep. Uh, which I think is interesting. And so we had asked the question last week, you know, about what it was that Aragorn possibly, you know, saw yeah, at Amenhead. I loved your theory. Well, the, I, I had mentioned, Bobby, that, it, that uh, he was unsure, and I just kind of thought, I, having read this, you know, the eagle is very in our mind, thinking of, of uh, that he's seeing uh, Gua here, yeah. you know, but I kind of thought Lord. either it, it could also be a representation of Gandalf or Gandalf himself, you know, um, with Gwahir, sure. you know, 
Uh, or we know later on, uh, I think I read, I skipped ahead a couple of chapters, and uh, Gandalf has, has sent, that was one of the things that he had, he had asked Whitehair to do, was to keep a, yeah. a watch, watch on things. things. Yeah. So um, very interesting to see that he's still doing that. It is, yes. Keeping it is. an eye on things. Yeah. So, yeah. It, which actually makes me wonder if the uh, writers of Rohan had not have come across this group, yeah. would there, was there a backup plan? Is there a white backup plan in Fangor? Oh my gosh! You know, I don't know. Uh, this one, you know, what I'm saying, like, is yeah. there? Or would we been okay? You know, that's a great question. I don't know. I, just, I love the, I love to play the what if game sometimes. So. Oh, absolutely. But I also love. So I also love. We're getting all these. It's interesting. Like, okay, so we're we're getting all these changes of viewpoints. So Legolas is seeing what only his, his elf eyes can see. Uh, right. Yeah. To quote from the mm-hmm. movie, way far in the distance, this eagle, right, that we that we've seen before. And then it's going from that to Aragorn using his, his tracking, looking yeah. closely at the ground, like, you know, faint things, faint things yeah. right in front of him. You know what I mean? And then it's just interesting. It's like, I don't know. It's an eye test, bro. It's just amazing. The, 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 the great distance that they're able to see, but also paying attention to what's right in front of them. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a, it's a crazy Actually, you back know and what? forth. Wow, that's a really good point. Okay. So Legolas is able to see afar, um, but... I'm sure he can track to some degree, but I don't Absolutely. think it, I, I don't think he can track as well as Aragorn. Not like Aragorn. Aragorn even talks about what's he do here? Eventually, I can't remember where we're, we're coming up on it, but he listens to the Earth. That's what I was. That's what and I was the Earth yeah. talks to him. It does. I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, he's able to 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 hear, um, you know, at great distance what's going on and who's moving. It's amazing. Well, to me, it shows that Tolkien really is a genius because. The Fellowship at first looks like a motley crew of all of these different groups of individuals. You've got dwarves, you've got elves, you've got hobbits, you've got men. Yep. Right. And each one of those individuals brings their own unique it, Bobby. gifts and talents yes. mm-hmm. to yes. the Fellowship. Yep. Well, yeah, and, and I was even thinking that's your spot on. He, I mean, the genius of that and that, that reveal over time and sticking with it and just you know what i mean like we don't mm-hmm. i think sometimes you want to show all of your cards at once and like look how awesome this is but yeah. no you gotta you know keep them close and sort of these things come out as the story evolves and it takes someone uh like tolkien to do that in this way yeah. you know and, and really this is the first time we have so many lovely moments here where we get to see we get to know gimli and legolas especially so much better we've had a lot of time with aragorn strider right mm-hmm. um yep but we're able to see Gimli and Legolas interact with one another. We're getting to hear their their honest opinions just in a smaller group of three. We see yeah. see them interacting with Aragorn, right? And it's just they're they're fleshed out so much more in this chapter alone than all of Book One. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty flat. They're yeah. pretty flat in the first story. Like you, you know a little bit, and there's sure. a little bit of background, but it's like we don't. Re- now I feel like they're alive. They're real characters. I can pull for them. Just I can depth, root for them. Yeah. They're valuable. Um, I see sure. why. I see why they were, um, you know, why they were important to be in, in this fellowship. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's really cool how you're right. How the story he didn't cre- he didn't show all of his cards at once. Uh, he did build it in slowly and showed why they're so valuable. Right. It's awesome, man. Exactly, yeah. It's like how you get to know friends, too, right? I mean, you know them, you know, pretty uh, face value at first, and then that deepens and grows. And Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, Legolas actually spots, you know, from like 12 leagues away, Yeah. this company. Yeah. Uh, on foot. 
and he can't say much more about them. There are many leagues away, 12 that he, he was guessing, uh, but the flatness of the plane is, is hard to measure. Yeah. Uh, they figure out that the track, from what he can see, the, the, the path and the trail goes straight. It, yes. it goes straight on. It seems to be pretty, uh, you know, clear, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Gimli and he, I think, start to kind of have a little bit of a discussion as to whether or not, uh, I'm not sure if it's right here or not, but like when darkness falls, should we continue, et cetera, yep. type of thing. If that, if yep, I can't that's tell if that's, up. Is that coming? Okay. Um, yep, after they find the, the, the leaf of Lorien. Because they, they find that, that hard choice. They Everyone find calls he, it the hard choice. Yeah. Yeah. Do they find that leaf right here? Is that what's next? Uh, it's sure. coming up here. Yeah, so at the... At the Man, so much happens in this chapter, guys. Yeah. Yes, it's coming up in the next paragraph after we get through okay. this. Yep. So really, all, all I'm trying to mention there is that there's a lot of... Um, as you were just saying, this idea that... Um, like Legolas says, it's pretty straight on. Gimli is kind of saying, well, don't forget we can't... This is when we get to the night part. Mm-hmm. You know, that we can't, uh, you know, miss little signs. But the reason he brings right. it up is because of what we just find out yeah. here next, which is the yeah. leaf. So yeah. let's talk about that. Um, and also, too, so they're, they're, um, they're seeing more of these little, like, uh, I don't know, like signs of them traveling, like food bags, the rinds and crusts of hard oh, yeah. gray bread, yeah. torn black cloak, heavy iron-nailed shoes. So this is also kind of alerting them to be looking for more stuff. I mean, Aragorn's always on the lookout, right? But they're, they're paying more and more attention to anything that might be dropped along this, this path. They've worked their way down out of the... Um, out of the last remaining heights of the Emin Wheel and the east east wall of of, of uh, Rohan, mm-hmm. and um, they're making their way down into these plains. Yeah. Um, oh, I just I love this I love this quote by uh, 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 Legolas. Uh, uh, they're they're talking about uh, he takes a deep breath like one that drinks of a great draft after long thirst in barren places. Ah, the green smell. He said yeah. it is better than much sleep. Let us run. And they're talking about the weather changing here. It feels more like spring, um, you know, as, as winter's coming to an end. And they're further south now, too. So that giving them some strength as well. Um, right. This is where you, where you get that uh, view of the Intwash, right? Yeah, that's right. That's and, right. and so they yep. kind of see that. They hear the tinkling uh, away in the green tunnels. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that that fresh sort of smell. Oh, spring. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. How beautiful is that, too? Especially the yeah. first time you catch it. You know what I mean? It Absolutely. smells different from fall. You know, uh, summer or winter, and it's just that fresh, invigorating. So they're feeling yeah, it's, recharged it's, from that as well. He just calls it, you know, the green smell. The green smell. Which yeah. really doesn't real. I mean, it's interesting because of the time that they're out there, but it still is this freshness yeah. uh, that you get coming back to this plane. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Very true. Uh, all right. So they move on. Uh, they went in single file, running like hounds uh, on a strong scent. And this is where we get to a spot nearly uh, due west. The broad uh, swath of the marching orcs tramped its ugly slot. The sweet grass of Rohan had br- had been bruised and blackened as they passed. Yeah. So pretty easy to see yeah. uh, their path. And uh, f- eventually, Aragorn sort of like stops suddenly. You know, I love this. And, yeah. uh, he kind of it's almost like he just keeps going and he turns. Mm-hmm. He tells them to stay, right, and to not follow him. And he kind of veers off because he he senses something, sees something, mm-hmm. right. Right. So he sees these, uh, mar- uh, these, these small marks of uh, small unshod feet, right? Mm-hmm. So little hobbit foot, footprints right. going off uh, um, away from the, from, the main, from the main trampling. Um, and at the first, furthest point, Aragorn stooped and picked up something from the grass. Then he ran back. Yes, he said, they are quite plain, a hobbit's footprints. Pippins, I think. He is smaller than the other. 
And look at this. He held up a thing that glittered in the sunlight. It looked like the new open leaf of a beech tree, fair and strange in that treeless plain. The brooch of an elven cloak. I always say brooch, right? The brooch of an elven cloak, cried uh, Legolas and Gimli together. Not idly do the leaves of Lorien fall, said Aragorn. This did not drop by chance. It was cast away as a token to any that might follow it. I think Pippin ran away from the trail for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And Gimli just says, let's hope he's still alive. He still has his legs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Or at least he did at that point. So that's that's heartening for us. Um, Yeah, and then Legolas says, come, let us go. The thought of those merry young folk... Uh, driven like cattle burns my heart. So it gives them hope to know yeah. that yeah, the, these hobbits, at least at this point, were still still around. But to to think that they're being pushed along in this, I mean, the 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 pace that these orcs are setting is insane. You're right, yeah, insane. Especially right. when you, because I didn't I didn't know what a league was, guys. I had to look that up. A league is three miles, right? Three miles. So when uh, Legolas sees them at about what do you say, about twelve, 12 leagues yeah. ahead, thirty six miles. Ahead of them. Wow, at that point, that's how far ahead they were, you know. Oh, and then, and then when you, yeah. uh, you know, when you count how how long they journey in just four days, that's why you know Aomer can't believe it. You did this just on foot, mm-hmm. like just just the pace is insane. So, yeah, it, that uh, that would that would that would burn you up knowing about uh, those little hobbits having to be pushed on. Uh, right, and and that, as that you speed. say, they're 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 far away. So what are we going to yeah. do? You know, it's yeah. like. How are we going to close that gap? You know, uh, did Pippin survive that? You know, him running off, right? Because that was that that took a lot of bravery. Did they punish I'm sure. him. Like, exactly. Yeah. 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 Did they take a limb or? So it would be it would be uh, encouraging, but also kind of scary to think about your your little buddy in that situation. Right. So Legolas says, "Come, uh, let's go on." Uh, as you said, uh, so the sun uh, climbed to noon, and then slowly down the sky, light clouds came out of the sea in the distant south and were blown away upon the breeze. The sun sank. Shadows rose behind and reached out long arms from the east. Still, the hunters held on. Wow. Uh, One day now had passed since Boromir fell. Yeah. Which is crazy uh, to think how much ground they're covering, you know, in this amount of time. So they themselves are also uh, really pushing it. Yeah. So now here we go. As Nightshade was closing uh, about them, Aragorn halted. Only twice in the day's march had they, res- had they rested for a brief while, and 12 leagues now lay between them and the eastern wall where they had stood at dawn. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine that, man. No, uh-uh. no way. Uh-uh. No, that's pretty awesome. It's pretty impressive. So now this is the, this is the hard choice that they yeah. have, right? So they have to decide what to do. And this is where I thought, you know, each of them kind of shows some wit, and it's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. And as Bobby said... All of good uh, points, too. All good points. All really good points. Yeah. And, and eventually, each of them put their trust in Aragorn, yeah. right? And they kind of say, you know, the, the, the decision is yours. Yeah. And Show even, us the way. Even though he says, you know, I've, I've been an ill chooser, right? Mm-hmm. He says that's the exact words. He's like, you know, since, since we uh, passed the Argonath, like, my choices have all gone wrong. So he's yeah. still questioning himself here, too, you know? Right. Uh, we also learned something interesting, guys, about the orcs and how they don't typically like to travel in yeah. open... Uh, in this in this open terrain and under the sun, yeah. you know, but yet they still are, which is interesting. So that's something that's a little, you know, um, oh, different for Aragorn. Yeah. I think he's that's probably, he's probably puzzling. Pro- yeah, processing that and wondering yep. uh, what is it about these um, orcs, air quote, that are so different. Yeah, 
you know? And I think that that lends itself to show the urgency of the whole situation. And that's why he's puzzled by it because he's like, okay, they are obviously urgent and anxious about the, their own task. Yeah. And so they're absolutely. following that urgency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great point, Bobby. Uh, okay. Now they talk about as, as they're, as they're moving here, again, all the different good points. And I don't know that we need to go in every, uh, into detail on every single one of them, yeah, but yeah. unless there's ones that you think are, are super neat, but I kind of thought uh, they talk about possibly the guards doubling down on Pippin for, for running off like that. Yeah. So they're kind of saying there might not be a lot of chance that he can, that he can drop another, right. you know, uh, item. But uh, at the same time, they don't want to risk missing those things. Right. Legolas says that his heart kind of tells him that they should press on. Yeah. And, uh, and it's they, tough. They say it's, it's kind of clear to see that, um, you know, their destination is now Isengard. Right before they were kind, right. kind of unsure. And it's like, you know, the, here you go, Matt Brady. If you're listening, they're taking mm-hmm. the Hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> so Matt, we're finally there. They are <laughs> so, taking the Hobbits to Isengard. That's, that's kind of you know that that makes sense to them now that that's where they're going. Um, and they also notice too that this path doesn't veer off any right. Like we said before, it's a straight line. So if they were to to continue on through the night, but then Aragorn has a good point. He says, you know, if we I think it's Aragorn or is it Kimberly uh, that brings it up? Crap, I can't remember. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've got so much stuff underlined uh, that you know if they. I think this is where he says it. You know, if in the night, if they veered but a little sure. or, um, you know, their course changed, they would have that much further to, to correct themselves the next day. So they're kind of weighing the, weighing the options, right, to go yeah. by night or by day. Right, right, right. Um, and like you said, there's pros and cons to both. The cons to resting at night is you're that much further behind because they're not stopping. Well, um, the, the pros to um, going at night is you gain that, that ground. But the pros to staying... Um, to, to resting is that you're you're sure of your path, right? Yeah. You rest at night. You, as soon as light hits, or if there's a if there's enough of a moon, you continue on and you you know exactly exactly where your path. Well, is. and that's but, the problem is that if the moon gave enough light and and it's not and it's not. Yeah. So so they're weighing like efficiency versus like we said urgency, Bobby. There's just so much calculation here, man. Yeah. Right. Well, another, the, the other part is is resting can give you more energy. You exactly. could possibly press on a little faster, that, a little yeah. harder, and you're right. hoping, um, you know, that your prey is going to take a rest at some point. Absolutely. But uh, what is this the somewhere in here? Legless. It's, it's, is that in the movie where he says uh, they run as if the yeah that's in here too the very yeah. you know Whips of their masters are behind them. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 that's great that they yeah you know the lines when you hear them you know used in the film and they come directly from it this. Is cool. It's, yeah, it's it cool. Is. Cool to kind of see. Uh, so basically, to not go into too much detail there, they, they decide, uh, you know, to rest. Aragorn yep. decides that, though, and yep. he decides to take a rest. And I love this. He literally just cast himself on the ground, and he fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's out. <laughs> he's, uh, so, yeah. Isn't it cool, too? Sorry. Well, I got to bring this up. You know, Butterbur mode here, guys. Sorry. But um, the Lady of Light gets brought up again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about how we wish we had that. Kimberly said, I wish, you know, he, uh, she would have given us that light instead of to Frodo. Sure. They could have used that. To, exactly. To kind of find their way. And Aragorn's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's going to be used better with Frodo. She knows what she's doing. But it's just interesting. The lady keeps coming up. Uh, right. And then another time in this chapter as well. Yeah. It's just uh, kind of interesting. She, well, it's the also importance in, of her is. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it's also interesting that, uh, and again, I, I, I play the what if game way too much, but uh, the idea that had they have caught up to him, I mean, wh- I, I, yeah, I, it's a great point. What would they have done? What would they have done? I they think they would have s- taken them all out because that's, I think yeah. they're all, 
you know, uh, epic they, heroes. Yeah, yeah they could have. So they yeah, could have. Absolutely. But I believe it would have been they tough. They might have lost one of. Or they could have. The could three. they have snuck the hobbits out? I mean, with their cloaks and their secrecy, could they have somehow right, they don't, caused don't, a diversion? It's, in right, the words it, of Legolas. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know it's uh, that they realize um, how effective those cloaks are. Yeah. Until this chapter. That's right. Until this point. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh, I love this. I love it. Yeah. So uh, I think they. Um, this is just a neat little bit where Legolas, when when uh, Aragorn wakes up, you know, he's he's been standing, gazing northward <laughs> yeah. into the darkness. Yeah. Uh, thoughtful and silent, and, and Gimli's still deep in in slumber. <laughs> uh, good for him. You yeah, know? man. The yin and the yang of Gimli and Legolas. Yeah. So. And comparing him to a young tree and a windless night. Yeah. Right. Ah, so cool. Right. Uh, well, the dwarves were put back to sleep. So I'll, I'll, I'll you know, in, in, in his defense, I'll, you know, they were put back to sleep, and then, and then, you know, then we had to Man, that, bring the children forward. That so, history is always ever uh, present, isn't it? I think that's part of it. You know, yeah, that's yeah, a part of it. Yeah. So, uh, sure. Let's see. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Aragorn just says, nonetheless, you know, we will, we will still follow as we may. Um, time to get up. Time to move on. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, only an eagle could overtake them now. So they're kind of in this position where it's like. They've Almost moved on so far that unless they really do stop or run into some obstacle, we just need to pursue all the way to Isengard. Yeah. Eventually they will stop. And so now we just have to press on and hopefully get there in time before they're tortured or something. You know, I think yeah. that's what they're, we're, they're, they're, they're probably thinking. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah right. You're right. Talking about, Legolas says, I fear they passed beyond my sight from hill or plain under moon or sun. Like, I, yeah, I can't see them anymore. Right, and this is where Aragorn uh, kind of read that line. I mean, I, where, I love it. Where uh, sight fails, where sight fails, the earth may bring us rumor. I mean, I would, dude, I would love. He is the ultimate tracker. Like, who can sit? And I, I, it, I just think of that. Um, his, the opening scene of him in the two towers is, you know, you're panning across real close to the ground. Then there's this rock, and then there's Aragorn resting his head. You know, the pace is quick and they must have caught our scent. And he's listening to the earth and it, they yeah. capture that. I think it's beautiful. A beautiful introduction how they how they work that into the film. The land must groan under their hated feet. Uh, he stretched himself upon the ground with his ear pressed against the turf. He's becoming one yeah. with, with Middle Earth here. He lay there motionless for so long a time that Gimli wondered if he had swooned <laughs> or fallen asleep. <laughs> At last he rose and now his friends could see his face. It was pale and drawn and his look was troubled. The rumor of the earth is dim and confused, he said. I love I loved the way he phrased mm -hmm. that. Nothing walks upon it for many miles about us. Faint and far are the feet of our enemies, but loud are the hoofs of the horses. Okay. So now we have this other, other presence that we have to think about now. Mm -hmm. It comes to my mind that I heard them, even as I lay on the ground in sleep, and they troubled my dreams. Man! Horses galloping, passing in the west. But now they are drawing ever further from us, riding northward. I wonder what is happening in this land. Wow. I wonder what is happening in this land. And I think sometimes, this is just real subtle, but I'm not, I don't know if this was intended or not. But when sight, you know, fails, we often rely on our sight far, yeah, we do. far too much. Yeah, we do. And to see someone use a different sense yeah. and lean down and listen to the earth is amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. It and, to, and to come up and to hear that the earth is confused. Yeah. It's dim and confused. Yeah. Not really what he expected. No. I'm sure that it's given him more in the past, but he does hear uh, these and he's horses. shaken galloping. by that, too. Yes, yeah. 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 Right? And I think later on, you know, Bobby is going to talk about as, as they sort of. Uh, actually, it's coming up here in just a, just a tidbit where 
some evil will. Yes. Sort of set against speed them. Yes. To these creatures. Yeah. You know. And 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 kind of saps their energy. Absolutely. They it feel does. like they're unable to. Uh, he knows that he's a ranger, them. and he should be more. Should be. You know, he should be able to get more out of his body than, right. than, than, than he is. Which, that's also freaky, too, man. Think about that. He knows. They're breaking necks, man. They're, right. they're, their speed is insane. And he's, they're feeling like, we, we should be going faster. Yeah. We should be gaining more. Wow. Right. So, uh, so the third day of their pursuit began uh, during all its long hours of cloud and fitful sun. They had hardly paused. Now striding, now running, uh, as if no weariness could quench the fire that burned them. They seldom spoke. Over the wide solitude they passed, and their elven cloaks faded against the background of the gray, green fields. Even in the cool sunlight of midday, few but elvish eyes would have marked them until they were close at hand. That's amazing. It is. That's yeah, amazing. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Lemma's bread actually kind of uh, helps them uh, make it through. And thank they the could lady actually, in their heart. Yeah, yeah yep. they could thank her. They could eat a little bit of that as, as they're on the run, uh, which, is, which is neat. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see this next paragraph. Is there anything in that? That's in, let's see. Yeah. I'm all of the, the trail growing fainter, uh, because yeah. the land is starting to change. It's right. harder and the grass is shorter. Uh, they see the entwash winding, um, away to the left of them. Um, and then they, they can't really see anything. Um, and Aragorn's kind of puzzled by this, right? Because the Rohirrim, uh, you know, um, uh, what's it They're not the, many leagues away there to the yeah, south. Yeah, we're for the most part many leagues away to the south under the, the wooded leaves of the white mountains now hidden in the mist and cloud. Yet the horse lords had formerly kept many herds and studs in the east eminent. So this was an area where they had a presence. Gotcha. And it's not there anymore, and he's kind of puzzled by that. And we later learn as to why that's you know, mm-hmm. why that's not there anymore. But you know, just talking about the land being empty. Right. And it shouldn't be. Yep. Yep. And that troubles him even more. Well, um, and the land is even changing color. Yeah. Because yeah. not too long ago, we, we were reading about that green smell. Yep. <laughs> and the language is changing. It's turning gray. It's yeah. turning bleak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it is. And, and you got to wonder, is that is that a um, is that a result of that, uh, you know, uh, force and that power? Mm-hmm. That's that will uh, in that area. Got to be, right? Yep. Got to yep. be. Yeah. Uh, this is a neat little another reference for us. So at dusk they halted again. Now twice twelve leagues they had passed over the plains of Rohan, Man. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So they're really making you know some headway there. Uh, it's it's night again, right? So at dusk they had halted. Yeah. So now do I most grudge a time of rest or any halt in our chase? Said Legolas. Here it is. Yeah. The orcs have run before us, as if the very whips of Sauron were behind them. I fear they have already reached the forest and the dark hills and even now are passing into the shadows of the trees. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Hopeless um, wants to kind of just continue to press on. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, they can't. So, uh, Gimli's sort of what? He's um, he's a little bitter, right? Yeah, it's just kind of, the, you know, the, the hope and of all of our work is, is at an end. Mm-hmm. And um, Aragorn says, uh, "And to um, this is it, yeah, to hope maybe, but not to toil. You know, we got to keep keep pressing on. Um, we we shall not turn back here. Yet I am weary." And he gazed back along 
uh, towards the night gathering in the east. There is something strange at work in this land. I distrust the silence. And before it said, you know, there was a silence that did not seem to be the quiet of peace. Yeah. So it's a it's an it's an ill feeling. Um, and I am I am weary as I have seldom been before. Weary as no ranger should be, as there it is, right. with a clear trail to follow. Um, so there, there's the implication too that when there is a clear trail, that rangers are unstoppable. Yeah. That yeah. how a lot of people that would daunt them, that fuels them. That's what they're made for. Yeah. They're made yep. to track. They're made to follow the trail. And this is pretty straightforward. There's not a lot of yeah. trickery in this. No, it's just they, and they they've guessed where they're going too. Blazing. Like the, yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They should be. Um, there's some will that lends speed to our foes and sets an unseen barrier before us. So working doubly there, quickening the orcs, but also slowing them down, increasing that gap. A weariness that is in the heart more than in the limb. Yeah. Just, Well, yeah. So really what's happening right here in these last couple paragraphs is that uh, we believe, Legolas says that it's Sauron. He he feels that it's Sauron uh, who's who's driving or who is uh, behind that whip, you know, wielding Mm -hmm. the whip. Uh, We learn, though, uh, from Aragorn that it's Saruman. And this is two towers. Yeah. You know, and so right there you've got this this, uh, sort of, what we thought was this push and this um, evil coming from the um, from the east is yeah. actually coming from the west, the west. and right. it's and it's really just opened a, a pathway for them to come straight back to Isengard, yeah. and, and his will is really it's, so it's not Sauron at all, right? You know, it's Saruman, yeah. and it's actually uh, these they, pieces they, are starting to fall yeah, they, into they place. start to realize really what's happening. Yeah, yep. so. Um, oh man! But wow. uh, so, anyways, they they end up do they, they end up taking um, some sleep that night, right? Do, do they or do they not? Yeah, because uh, as as yeah. alas, before Legolas uh, was first uh, afoot, if indeed he had ever slept awake, awake, it is a red dawn. Yeah, strange things await uh, us by the eve of the forest. Good or evil, I do not know, but we are called awake. Yeah. And so, uh, definitely, what's he say? A, a, a red sun rises, yeah, is how he says yeah, in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, definitely something's up. And uh, time for them to kind of move on. So, they, they, they just keep pressing towards um, the forest to figure out what's going to happen here. They don't really know, but I think they're kind of, um, you know, upset about... Uh, j- well, they're just leery, you know? Yeah, and Legolas kind of guesses that they, they would have, um, uh, at their pace made it to the borders of Fangorn uh, like at sunset the previous day. Um, you know, so just the, the idea that so they're already that, while. Yeah, that, that they're further ahead of them yeah. and they're into the forest. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the sun was sinking when at last they drew near to the end of the line of downs. For many hours they had marched without rest. They were going slowly now and Gimli's back was bent. Stone hard are the dwarves in labor or journey, but this endless chase began to tell on him, as all hope failed in his heart. And that's something, right? Because yeah. they're hardy folk, yeah. you know? And for him to be uh, that bent over and just... Uh, defeated. Defeated is, is something. Yeah. So uh, only Legolas was, was still stepping kind of lightly, right? And so he's still yeah. kind of uh, moving forward. Even with Aragorn's walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're going up onto this green hill, right? Man, this pa- this pace is hard to keep up with, isn't it? There's so much. I mean, I love how the the, the book is written and it and it parallels exactly what they're going through. Uh, like you you read this and you feel tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Actually, you feel beat <laughs> down. You feel worn down. You're like, where is our hope here? Like, 
you know, uh, we get jazzed up at the end of the last chapter thing. Oh, we'll catch up with those orcs. No problem. You know, we're, we've learned that, or, you know, our experience prior is that orcs are kind of foolish. They're dumb. They slip up. They make mistakes. And here we are, you know, busting our butts. And there's an evil presence that's, you know, fighting against us. And we're unable to catch up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just as frustrated as, as they are. Um, and just as tired. Like, like, when will we catch our break? Is there any hope? Um, don't know. Right. Don't know. Well, I think Legolas gives him a little hope here in that, like, every new day, um, well, basically every day we wake up, something new, you know, is, it could come our way, right? Well, yeah. how, how does he say that? He says, oh, um, nothing we, uh, nothing can we see to guide us here, said Gimli. Well, now we must halt again uh, and wear the night away. It is growing cold. The wind is north from the snows, said Aragorn. And ere morning it will be in the east, said Legolas, but rest if you must, uh, yet do not cast all hope away. Tomorrow is unknown. Uh, oft is found at the rising of the sun. What's that say? Red. Read? Okay. Don't know. I'm like that one up. Yeah. Uh, three suns already have risen on our chase and brought no counsel. I really just, to me, what uh, he's saying is that like, with the dawning of a new day. Advice or counsel. You know. That was what, is what uh, oh, good. read is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you go. we some, got that vibe. Just didn't there. know what it meant, actually. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So, uh, yep. So they're going to wake up the next day and see what they can kind of find there, right? So, oh, boy, this is long. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's long. Uh, okay. Now, this is where we're getting close. We might as well fast forward here just a little bit because uh, what they see, unless there's anything that you've got underlined that's, that's kind of neat there, uh, th- they're trying to follow that trail. Yeah. When they wake up the next morning, right? So, uh, ahead and eastward, they saw the windy uplands of the of the um, of the world of uh, Rohan yeah. uh, that they had already glimpsed many days from the Great River. So they're seeing more of this terrain. They're, they they can they're in a, they're in a spot where they can honestly see like the Misty Mountains, uh, uh, the edge of Gondor and Rohan. The, the, I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting spot if you look on the yeah, map too, is. where yeah, they're at and, and how far. I imagine when I go out west here in the states mm-hmm. you know like just how far you can mm-hmm. see yeah right yeah. Uh, your perspective is broadened yeah yeah i was amazed at, that i could see the rockies from as far away from them as I, as, yeah. as, as it was yeah so i kind of understand once they get to this real open terrain here um, yeah. those three to four paragraphs there where they're just describing what they can see around them you know sure. the misty mountains gone uh, gondor rohan uh the different inhabitants there and and what have you so uh, and as they're doing that, riders, they yeah. see riders, yeah. okay? Many riders on swift steeds are coming towards us. Uh, and then, <laughs> yes, like I said, uh, there are 105. Uh, <laughs> yellow is their hair and bright are their spears. Their leader is very tall. And so Can we get that. Can you imagine being able to see like that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. It would be wild. Right? So, uh, yeah, so they're five leagues or more away, possibly, uh, that... Gimli kind of says there's there's no way we can escape. Yeah. So they've got to see what's going on here, and, yep. I, and I think the fact so that we'll they're riders, yeah, yeah, we've heard the hooves, um, the confusion in the land. Uh, we'll just sit here and wait. Yeah. So, so now they're up on the hilltop there, and uh, they're an easy mark against the pale sky. Uh, but walking slowly down the northern slope, a little above the uh, hill's foot, they halted, uh, wrapping their cloaks about them, and they sat huddled together upon the faded grass. Mm-hmm. And this is really where. Had they just sat there, no one would have saw them. Yeah. Had they not lifted their voice and said, hey, here we are. 
You know, yeah. I mean, what, what's, what's he say? Yeah, which makes it even um, more impressive, doesn't it? It, yeah, it really it, does. It really does. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's funny because, like, uh, we, we learn a little more about Aragorn here, too. Because uh, we have... Is it Gimli that asks? Yeah, he's feeling kind of uneasy, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's in uncharted he territory. He wants to know about these folks. Yeah, he doesn't know who these writers are. What do you know of them? He asks Aragorn. I've been among them, answered Aragorn. They are proud and, and willful, but they are true-hearted, generous in thought and deed. Uh, bold, but not cruel. Wise, but unlearned. Uh, writing no books, but singing many songs. After the manner of the children of men before the dark years. But I do not know what has happened here of late, nor in what mind the Rohirrim uh, may now be between the traitor Saruman and the threat of Sauron. Uh, they have long been the friends of the people of Gondor, though they are not akin to them. It was in forgotten years long ago that the Earl the, that, uh, Earl the Young brought them out of the north, and their kinship is rather with the Bardings of Dale and with the Bjornings of the Wood, among whom uh, may still be seen many men tall and fair, as are the riders of Rohan. At least they will not love the orcs. All right, so there's some there's some piece in that, but they're they're pretty uh, pretty wild. Yeah, pretty wild people. But as you said, they um, came from the north. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's you have a tie-in later, don't you, about about that? Because I was thinking the Northern Kingdom and the men of, you know, um, Andor and and sort of like that whole piece. I, I and I'm, I know there's the connection to Dale there, but uh, you know. I don't know if you have it or not. Yeah, and there's well, some cool stuff about. I mean, this just like this. Get, yeah, I, it leads down a rabbit hole because the their history is so cool. So you can look into Earl the Young um, and and look into his history and how he uh, he he brought the people uh, of Rohan into this area. Um, they were uh, called the. Oh gosh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this correctly, but the Aothiad. Aothiad. Okay. Um, it's it's really really super interesting. I, I think we could almost like do a whole uh, segment of it, a future episode or a future episode just on the history of, or maybe as we continue to get into their culture, as we uh, make our way to uh, Metaseld and the Golden Hall and, and King Theo, and that we can get more of that. Um, but yeah, but Aragorn gives us this little tease here, like like they're always doing, right? It's yeah. Tolkien saying, hey, there's there's this greater history you're going to learn about. Uh, this is where these people came from. This is why. Um, um, this is why we can kind of half trust them and maybe not. Um, oh, what did he say there? He said there's something. Uh, so he becomes their first king. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, gosh, there's something there. Huh, that's interesting. Okay. Oh, crap. Find it? Don't worry, my friend. You, you'll find it. There's something um, there I wanted to talk. I can't I, remember. I just think their 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 relationship you know, uh, with Dale and the uh, Bjornings of, of the wood is interesting. That that tall and fair hair, you know, all of those things are, are really kind of neat. It's it's that next line because you know he's it's sorry it's Aragorn saying I'm not sure you know where they lie in relation to Saruman and Sauron you know and then uh, Gimli remembers what Gandalf had said about the rumor of them selling horses or, right. or paying paying tribute yeah. to to Mordor through through that. So there's this whole idea of you know is that true is that not right. Um, Kind of unsettling, right? Yeah. But Aragorn says, "I believe it no more than did Boromir." That you know that that's untrue. Yeah, actually, that's not right. Isn't that interesting? Because what? So Gandalf's the one did, who mentioned that. Yeah. They don't believe it at all. No. Now there's obviously something going on. Yeah. But 
if they know the nature of these men, they would never. This is something they yeah. would they would never do. And I think Aomer, getting ahead here, he talks about those horses being stolen. Yeah, they were the black horses that were stolen. They they weren't paid tribute, and so right. maybe that's a lie that Sauron spread. You know, to manipulate men against men. Sure, saying absolutely. like you know, oh, these were tribute. You can't Rohan. trust them. Wink, yeah, wink. you know right. what I mean. Oh, yeah. Spreading maybe you that should distrust. go get mad at Rohan because he's they're on my side now. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's just man, oh man, crazy. Right, right. Uh, oh my gosh, this is crazy. There's so much here. So let's move I on know. to basically where they. Uh, you know they're sitting there, and uh, we talk more about the horse lords, and uh, gosh, their horses were of great stature, strong and clean limbed. I mean, it goes <laughs> on and on and on. There's it, so much here. Like, 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 we we debated actually whether we should. We did debate whether we should divide yeah. this into two episodes. Yeah, uh, be, because the chapter is so long and it's so rich and full of things like that. Them talking about the painted shields uh, that were slung yeah. on their backs, the long swords on their belts, and I, I it really does make me think of a just a different type of um yeah culture you yes, know it, more rustic it seems like and like uh just i don't know not that bright but, shining armor but like like wood you know uh and a painted shield i don't know it just seems different yeah i don't know oh, absolutely and i like it they're, they're, they're their language these, is different too yes so yep and there are these just these independent um uh, like rugged horse loving Warriors. That didn't sound so good, but uh, I think I think I think it sounded great. I think um, <laughs> crap. What is it? Uh, I think Eothiad. I think if I'm remembering, um, literally translates to like horse people. Okay. So so they are. That is the you know, and you get that idea from you know reading before obviously through and then seeing the films that the at the heart of their culture is you know the horse. The horse is mm-hmm. the most important. Um, they have names, right? Uh, we learn later when they're um, when Aomer uh, is counting how many are lost. It's men and horses. Yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting. Which is right? very. I mean, what other culture um, does that? None yeah. that we've come across yet. So, in that, it's an almost an elven thing to do. Honestly, well, also think of Tolkien, like and just like his yeah. his nature, right? And, yep. and the loss of of any life, right? Yeah. I, I and the think, importance of build a pony. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, these animals are, are, the are important, and so yeah. I think. Rohan is actually seen favorably in yeah. in this series, and so I kind of feel like, you know, he. That I, I thought just a neat little nugget, right? That this culture kind of cares that much about their horses and their yep. beasts, you know. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, so uh, the, yeah, we haven't even gotten into like the conversation. The conversation is so yeah, long. Yeah. Um, so let's just dive into it because what news from the north? Riders of Rohan, <laughs> right? That's basically what they have to do to get their attention, and yeah. uh, uh, they swing around. Uh, and this is that cool, you know, photo that that Bobby yeah, uh, brought and, and shared is is that they're the riders of Rohan swing around and um, lower their you know Gosh, lances and and it's beautiful and circle them. And uh, yeah. this is where it all kind of starts here. Yeah, so it comes to a head. Uh, they're asking, you know, "What are you doing in this land?" Uh, said the rider, using the common speech of the West. Yeah. In a manner and tone like to the speech of Boromir, man of Gondor. So that's kind of neat, I thought. Yeah. Right? Yep. That common speech that he's using. Uh, Aragorn tells him that he's that he's called Strider. Yeah. Which I thought is interesting, yes, right? It is. Yep. Yeah. So I uh, came out of the north. I am hunting orcs. <laughs> it's not lying. It's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's true. Um, so, and they have a, a nice little back and forth here. And so 
Uh, the rider leaped from his horse, giving his spear to another who rode up and dismounted beside him. And uh, they're kind of surveying each, each other, kind of looking. Um, I, I almost imagine just like, what, what, what are they thinking here? You know, like as, yeah. as he jumps off, the, this guy's tall too. He's, yes, he he's massive, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, moving his way and in charge. Clearly. But he's not about to be, though. <laughs> As Bobby's right. going to talk about <laughs> yeah. it, I was like, yeah. uh, he's about to get. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, uh, right now he, he really cool feels like he's he, he's in command here, yeah. and these are his lands, yep. you know, and he's, he's his, his patrolling, riders. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the this is the area that he's put in charge of. Yes, he's the third marshal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, he says, at first I thought that you yourselves were mm-hmm. orcs, uh, but now I see that it, that is not so. Indeed, you are. Uh, indeed, you know little of orcs if you go hunting them in this fashion <laughs> right so yeah they're swift they're well armed and, and so on so uh let's see what's where's it where's some good where's where's the good bits here lane that we want to talk I mean, about it, that's the problem is it's all good as you know. talks about him being strange right uh there's something strange about you strider um uh you know have oh, you sprung Lothlorian. out of the grass are you yeah are you elvish folk um this is where gimli takes him off yeah, that's right. Yeah, it really comes to a head pretty quickly here. He says, no, you know, but Legolas is here, and, um, you know, we pass through Lothlorien, and the gifts of the favor of the lady go with us. And, you know, this is where Aomer's like, you know, lady. That's a that's a myth. That's right, like bedtime stories. Right. Yeah, and so that kind of puts them, uh, you know, thinking that they're strange days. Yeah, that's right. Strange days. And he's like, that, that doesn't help him trust them anymore, talking about the lady. Um, and it's here where, where Gimli's like, again, you know, standing up for standing up for Legolas, standing up for the elves. Mm-hmm. And that's even more peculiar, right? It it's is. It's just crazy. Gimli yeah. rose and planted his, his feet firmly apart. His hand gripped the handle of his axe, and his dark eyes flashed. You know, he says, uh, give me your name, horse master, and I will give you mine, and more besides, he said. As for that, said the writer, staring down at the dwarf, the stranger should declare himself first. Yet I am named Aomer, son of Aomond, and I am called the third marshal of the Ritamark. Then Aomer, son of Aomond, third marshal of the Ritamark, let Gimli the, the dwarf, Gimli's son, sorry, let Gimli the dwarf glowing son warn you against foolish words. <laughs> you speak evil of that which is fair beyond the reach of your thought, and only little wit can excuse you. Aomer's eyes blazed, and the men of Rohan murmured angrily and closed in advancing their spears i would cut off your head beard and all master dwarf if it stood but a little higher from the ground said aomer he stands not alone said legolas bending his bow and fitting an arrow with his hands that moved quicker than sight i mean just like imagine this like the movie didn't even do it justice no you would die before your stroke fell aomer raised his sword and things might have gone ill I love that little aside, too. Right, like, it right. takes us out of it for a second. But Aragorn sprang between them and raised his hand. Your pardon, Aomer, the peacemaker. Here he is. The peacemaker. That's why he is the king. That's why he's the leader, man. Um, your pardon, Aomer, he cried. When you know more, uh, when you know more, you will understand why you have angered my companions. We intend no evil to Rohan, nor any of its folk, neither to man nor to horse important that he put that in there too yeah that's him knowing the people of rohan yep yep uh will you not hear our tale before you strike i will said elmer yeah like i I know i I don't know man that that sequence alone is intense it's incredible it's intense it's incredible they they do a great job in the movie of it too i think it's yes they do yes they do well done um 
So yeah. The, oh my gosh. The, uh, Aragorn wants to know who they serve. Yeah, right? he Friend actually. Friend of Sauron. Well, I think it's interesting that Aomir actually wants to know his real name. Yeah. He says, you know, yeah. uh, first tell me your right name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he knows that there's something different here. Clearly right. something's up. Yeah. And so he wants to get that straight first. And then he says, well, tell me who you serve. And then we'll talk, yeah. you know. So um, are, you friend of, are you friend or foe of, of Sauron? Yeah. And uh, he says that he only serves the Lord of the Mark, Theoden, King of Thingol. Yeah. Right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're true to the king. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the, the king's got his own problems. Yeah. <laughs> which we'll find out about later. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. They, hey, they, we learned there too, Eomer's loyalty to his king. Like that's just, it's, that's, that's important too. Because he is, uh, and well, and that sets up later on too, where later in this conversation where he's, he's clearly torn between, does he let Aragorn go? And the companions go and in a way betray his king. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's I, that's who I serve. Yeah. And then he asks uh, Aragorn, you know, whose command do you hunt? You know, on whose command do you hunt orcs in our land? What's going on? I'm just hearing some water rushing down the. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. That's okay. I just turned it down. So you're good. You're fine. But boy, that was a nice little babbling. We just went to the beach. We went to the beach there for a second. Is that the beach? Was that the beach? Okay. Have we ever outlasted the soundscape before? I don't know that we have. That's That's the first time, my friend. Okay, we're back. That's funny. We're back if you want. Sorry about that. Um, And he says, I serve no man, but the Mm -hmm. servants of Sauron I pursue into whatever land they may go. They are few among mortal men who know more of orcs. uh, And I do not hunt them in this fashion out of choice. The orcs whom we pursued took captive two of my friends so we're starting to and I'm not weaponless and this is where he uh, throws back his cloak throws out Andoril and and cries Elendil give it to us Bobby what, what, Bobby what you take, take you the scene a little, away you know a little research here on this and this is, this is the you scene that hits you hard about. right yeah so this scene I feel like this scene is the linchpin kingpin of this entire chapter um like because up until this point, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, up until this point, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas are looking for hobbits. Yep. I mean, that's what they're looking for. That's yep. the task that they feel they are on. But I'm going to say, at least in my opinion, they're looking for something much more than that. And they may not even know it themselves, but that's what it's building up to, and that's what this moment defines. Um, so I'm just going to elaborate on that for a few minutes if that's okay with you guys yeah, absolutely um they were looking for purpose and for meaning the task was looking for the hobbits but they kind of felt like they were losing their purpose they felt lost without direction wearily they begin their search with each passing day they feel wearier more lost and more purposeless mm-hmm. and it's this moment and i'm just going to read directly from the book for just a moment here yeah when he throws open his opens his cloak and makes this powerful proclamation of who he is he says i am aragorn son of arathorn and i'm called elizar the elf stone dunedan the heir of isildur elendil son of gondor here is the sword that was broken and is forged again will you aid me or thwart me choose swiftly and i want to do a little side note here I find it interesting that sword and broken are both capitalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't capitalize something unless it is a title. 
So he's naming it. He's giving it power, this object. He's giving this power. Yeah. And I want to say, the yeah. reason I say this is the turning point of the chapter is because everything that happens previously in the chapter leads to this moment, and everything after it leads from this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When a person physically gives name to something, gives title to it, owns it, they, in essence, give it power. In this moment, Aragorn owns who he is, and in my opinion, gives purpose to himself, to Legolas, and Gimli. And they are shocked to see him in this moment as we read in the sentences that follow. Gimli and Legolas look at their companion in amazement, for they had not seen him in this mood before. He seemed to have grown in stature while Eomir had shrunk. And in his living face, they caught a brief vision of the power and majesty of the kings of stone. For a moment, it seemed to the eyes of Legolas that a white flame flickered on the brows of Aragorn like a shining crown. And isn't it interesting, too, that it's Legolas's eyes? Right. Right, these keen elf eyes that we've seen are ultra-perceptive, that he's the one that sees that flicker. Right. absolutely. And, again, in, the, in this singular moment, it is what reinvigorates Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Because very, not too far ago, we were just reading how how even Aragorn was walking. He, his head was stooped down. He, he was tired. Gimli was tired. Even Legolas was getting to that point of being weary. In this moment, it is electrifying, charging. It recognizes to those three to continue their quest onward with renewed vigor, renewed singleness of mind and purpose. And I'm going to say that the scope of this now becomes much larger. Like, yes, they're looking for the hobbits. But what I'm going to say is, in this moment, they realize that all of Middle-earth depends on the unity of the Fellowship and its quest. Yes, the Fellowship has physically and literally been separated, but their purpose and quest remains the same. Remains united, even if miles and distance separate them. Before parting, Eomir cries out to Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli, farewell and you may you find what you seek. And it's here, in my opinion, that mm-hmm. the destiny and fate of Middle-earth is spoken, is uttered. Once again, the act of speaking something gives name to it. It gives power and purpose to it. Eomir is in reality, possibly without even realizing yet, realizing it yet, laying the fate of Middle-earth in the hands of the Fellowship. What he says here is, may you find what you seek. For Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, at first glance, that is Merry and Pippin. However, it is, in my opinion, much more than that. What they seek is much larger in scope and merit than Merry and Pippin. Don't mishear me. To find Merry and Pippin is what they are literally doing. Mm-hmm. And yet I can't help but hear the echoes of something much larger than that. Wow. Although the fellowship is literally separated from one another, they are still united in goal and purpose. It is in this moment that Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are ultimately reminded of that purpose to help usher in the peace of Middle-earth. I'm going to make an allusion here to the film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although this particular scene in the film is very tense, is very powerful, I think they really missed the mark by taking this moment of realizing who Aragorn is out of that scene. Yeah. 100% agree. I agree. 
Hundred percent agree. And in the film, um, he doesn't even have Anduril yet. That's something they save for Return of the King, and you know, Elrond brings it to him and all that stuff. Wow. I Just mean, keep going, Bobby. I'm, I, I love hearing about the the deeper meaning behind anything related to Aragorn. Well, that's Bobby. I mean, you're you nailed it because you're right. Everything leading up to this point. Um, Everything was leading up to this yep. point, and then everything after it just is sort of like, of like like result of moving away from. Um, can you imagine being Legolas and Gimli? And in, in, in you're right. We're not quite sure what to do. Um, we've sort of lost some purpose. But to hear uh, Aragorn cry out, "Elendil," yeah, you know, yeah. And, and to and to hear him cry that out and and, and proclaim that he is, you know. Um, the air, you know, yeah. and that he is this, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so epic. They now are serving, they're, they're with a king, you know? I mean, air quote here, a king yeah. who, is, who is making his, you know, we're in two towers, but I tell you right now, the, the, the return starts here. Yes, and, and, and the other thing I love about, about Aragorn too, why he's such a, uh, like the reason I, I say to myself, WWAD, what would Aragorn do? Is because he could he could appear this way all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that we think he is building up to this, obviously. But this is his true self. This is who he really is. He chooses to take the to take the guise of a ranger to embrace that side, mm-hmm. to um, accept humility, because of, I mean, in part um, uh, out of safety, but also in part like it's it's this is a connection to to Gandalf too, right? Because Gandalf has always been this this humble, um, seemingly just this old bent man, but really his true self is so much more powerful, right? This is a lesson he's learned from one of his mentors um, to to maintain his greatness within, but to be an approachable leader, to be a leader who thinks of others first, to be a leader who's who's comfortable enough to say like, yeah, everything I've done has I, I've made terrible decisions the last week. It's been awful. Like, this is all my fault. I can't make a, a correct decision. And um, I would also add to that, at the same time, a good leader recognizes when they need to step up and yes. lead. Yes. And he saw this conversation going nowhere fast. Yeah. And yeah. he had to proclaim who he was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dang, man. Wow. But that has got to inspire the other two hunters. Yeah, you absolutely. know? Absolutely. I, I just keep Absolutely. thinking about that, and I, 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 if I'm Gimli, I'm almost looking around at these horse lords going, that's right. Yeah. You heard what he said. And it's almost too like, you know, you know like, like this guy is, Aragorn is like their real good friend at this point, yeah. right? And about you know when time. you're around your friends for a long time, you forget how special they are. You know what I mean? Like why you became friends in the first place. Yeah. And every once in a while they do something, and it's, and it's when you're around other people. They do something, and you're like, yeah, that's my buddy. That. That's that's why I fell in love with this guy. Yep. Or girl. You know what I mean? It's there like it is. They 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 show uh, something that you take for granted that's so normal because of their character is shown in a different light mm-hmm. and it, it ignites you. It's like it deepens that friendship. Yeah. Kind of like tonight for us, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's just really this fun. renewed energy and this excitement. And uh, I don't know, man. Gosh, there's so much here. I know. Oh my gosh. It's, it's exciting to kind of uh, be in this moment for a second yeah. and just to have let it kind of. Because the awe on Aramir, uh, on Aramir's face is just amazing, right? Yeah. So he's he's in awe uh, and and struck by this man. He said that legends are springing out of the out of the grass. Yeah, you know they're just yeah. people. You know this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's 
really cool. This is I'm really glad Bobby highlighted that. Uh, they go on to talk a little bit more about dark wo- d- dark words and long has Boromir, son of Denethor, been gone seeking an answer. Um, they've been waiting for him to come back. You know what uh, what doom do you bring out of the north? Uh, Aragorn says the doom of choice. Yeah, you may you may say this to Theoden, son of Thingol. Open war lies before him. So. With, with with Sauron or against him. So, you know, it's here. They, they, they kind of talk about these dark tidings and, yep. and things that are happening, you know, in, uh, in Middle Earth. And yeah. so, yeah. Now, they he asked them, basically, will you aid us? Will, will you help us? You know, yeah. uh, we're hunting these orcs and, and what have you. And Aemir already knows we, we killed them. Yeah. And this has all been just leading up to figuring out who these people are. Yep. He's not going to give them that answer and let them just move on that quickly. He wanted to kind of uh, discreetly figure out who these people are, what their purpose is, etc. Because I think, you know, it's strange to see uh, these orcs running across, you know, his his area of, of watch, yeah. you know, and he's got people pursuing them. It, it all seems strange. Yeah. And so. And also that, that strangeness too is interesting. I guess it also kind of because coming up here is where they laugh off the idea of hobbits too. You know how hobbits are unknown mm-hmm. to the rest of the world, but it's also showing just how isolated Rohan's become. I think we're really kind of seeing that too, like all these, you know, talking about all these legends springing up from the from the ground, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just that the, the, they've been—I um, don't know—that that, like these these things in the rest of the world are going on, but they've almost been kind of—they've had to withdraw and they've been cut off. You know, you've got Sauron to the east. You've got Isengard, or you've got Isengard and Saruman to the west, growing in power, and and they've had to retreat from their previous lands almost, and so they're very cold and and, and yeah. isolated. And sure, um, yeah, I don't know. That's it's it's painting the picture for for well, them for the rest of this book. Yeah, you know? it is. I mean, uh, they're ba- it's it's interesting how, as you say, how closed off and sheltered they they kind of are, uh, or maybe they've done this to themselves. Maybe there's been a evil will. You know, uh, yeah. at work there for a long time, but the halflings—they bring up the this bit about the halflings and how they—you've um, heard of them—and he's laughing as you said again, and that just strikes me as um, he says they're from old like that. You mean from like old fairy tale, like the yeah. like the folk tales, like these, yeah. um, like they don't know about hobbits. Yeah, and Bobby's inspiring me here because I'm thinking about we've seen this we've seen this with the elves we've encountered we've seen this with the men of Bree. The hobbits themselves, it seems like this is a recurring theme where every culture in this third age has grown more and more isolated. Sure. More and more like um, our people are safe, anyone else is, 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 is queer and strange. And how one of the overarching themes of the quest too is to bring people back together, to yeah. bring the children back together, um, to, to reform old alliances, right? Yeah. And you see this again and again, and it's almost like it's the fellowship's thread that they're they're weaving all these different groups back together. That's another one of their great purposes. Right. I mean, it's just it is. That's, right. that's an unexpected side effect. I think you set out yeah, for this quest. Is. You're not seeing. You don't. You're not thinking that that's going to be a result, and that's something that's happening. We're seeing it before our very eyes. You know, um, we've seen an elf and a dwarf. Uh, bridge uh, a cultural disconnect that's been there for mm-hmm. a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know what? By the end of this book, we see a reunification of of two groups of men. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And even into the into the Return of the King, right. uh, yep. that, that continues, and it's it's just yeah, 
it's amazing and it it's shows and i think that's the, the overall message too is that you know we need each other we do yep we do and in our differences there's great strength yep when we work together so i don't know man no i mean uh, I, you know yeah let's just dissect every line <laughs> let's just go through it line by line line by mean. line yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay they uh they start to kind of talk about gandalf which i think is interesting yeah uh so that well What's his name? Um, Aothane. Aothane yeah. shows up and he gets kind of uh, dismissed pretty quickly. <laughs> he does. Go set up shop over there on the path. Yeah. Get ready to ride. <laughs> Leave me a while, would you? Yeah. We got to head to the Entwad. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is a great meme. Um, <laughs> in case you haven't seen it. Uh, okay. The Entwad? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, but they, they mentioned Gandalf and they talk about you yeah. know possibly going back, taking Aragorn back to him and... And just some of the things that Gandalf had mentioned, and they, this is where they had talked about that rumor, you know, that uh, these yeah. that these men uh, of Rohan were trading or uh, paying tribute to uh, Mordor. Yeah. You know, and anyways, at the, the mention of Gandalf's name, though, it said that it's no longer a password to the king. Yeah. It's something that you can't use. Yeah. So. And, and he talks about um, when Gandalf came to them. Yeah. Right? Uh, and he was... Uh, um, it's after he escaped Orthanc and he's begging mm-hmm. for help. He appears as a beggar, um, you know, and Theoden doesn't listen to him and then he goes away. Um, yeah, and like you're saying, it's not a password anymore. And we learn that Gandalf is the one who took Shadowfax. Yeah. The, the most precious of the Mieras. Yeah. Uh, takes him off. Yeah, the one that only the Lord of the Mark may ride. Mm-hmm. He literally takes Theoden's horse. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like, that's such a Gandalf thing to do. Yeah, he's taken. You know, and, and it's just it's just funny to get that little detail and how that's you know that's that's made um, it's made Theoden pretty angry. So sure, uh, sure. and and I guess understandably so, right? I mean, you know, he's under the influence of of, of another power, but you know that, that you know so that's that's kind of the, like you said, mm-hmm. the name of, of Gandalf is not uh, not a password anymore. Not a password. Yeah. Well, and, and so. Amir actually seems to have a lot of sense about him too, but th- th- they go on because he, he's kind of warning him, telling him about, about these things, and not really being super like at that at the mention of of, of Gandalf's name and and an alliance or a seeming uh, seemingly like s- s- some alliance between the two, like super angry or pissed. Yeah. You know, I think he kno- he knows what's what's going on, and so he's trying in his own way in his own position to figure these things out yeah. so but he does mention they talk about Boromir's passing uh, they, they talk about uh, a couple of different what was the other big thing there that, that they talk about um, Boromir and Gandalf's passing Gandalf's passing yeah. thank you yep uh, both of those There's two great great quote uh, Aragorn says but when the great fall the less must lead yeah you no know, talking about right. Gandalf falling and, and like it's it's his it's their part now to, uh, yeah, to lead lead forward. Hmm. Man. Right, 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 right. Uh, so they go on again, uh, talking more about you know just filling in the gaps here as as to where they've come from. Uh, Aemir is basically getting all of this information so that when he goes back to Theoden, uh, he can he can tell him what what all these tidings you know mm-hmm. and 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 update the king on on this news. And I think that's sort of why Aragorn is, is stopping and having these conversations. Uh, it's going on quite a bit, though, and, and they kind of want to um, get to their friends here. But Yeah. Yeah, and, and actually coming up here is where Gimli says that, um, 
there about the tribute paid to, mm-hmm. to Sauron. We've been talking about it. I've mentioned it three times now. Uh, but now, Lord, what would you have me do? I must return in haste to Theoden. I spoke warily uh, before my men. It is true that we are not yet at open war with the Black Land. Uh, there are some close to the king's ear that speak craven counsels. But war is coming. We shall not forsake our old alliance with Gondor. And while they fight, we shall aid them. So shall I and all who hold with me. The East Mark is my charge and the ward of the th- and I am the ward of the third marshal. Uh, and I have removed all of our herds and herd folk, withdrawing them beyond the end wash and leaving none there but the guards and swift scouts. So as you mentioned earlier, there's a reason why they're preparing. Uh, he knows mm-hmm. um, what he needs to do. And I think almost is one of the things where maybe he's taking so, some of, some liberties here. Maybe he's not getting orders from the king, right. uh, but this is his charge and he's going to prepare. And, it, and it's a pretty – to be the um, – in charge of this eastern region is the most important and, and, yeah. and the most vulnerable uh, spot or where they would most likely be attacked. Yeah. You know, so. And uh, his father, his father had this same charge before him. Um, yeah. So he's, he's inherited from this, from his, uh, his father who's passed. But it's interesting too, um, you know, you, you said that, that he's taking some liberties there and, and we've got to think that it's because of the king's um, uh, kind of craven counsel he's receiving. So he's he's so loyal that he even sees that you know yeah I know uh, he's he's so loyal that he even sees that his king is getting bad advice yep so he's gonna try and make up for it by making some decisions that he thinks if the king wasn't under influence he would make him you know right right exactly paying tribute to Sauron you know yeah and that that Gimli kind of raises the question uh, so to kind of brush through some of this basically. Uh, it's confirmed that, that they're not, etc. Yeah. We, we kind of move on. Their chief concern is with Saruman. Uh, he claimed lordship over all this land, and there's been a war between us for many months. And he's building um, this army as well. With, yeah, with all these he's got wolf riders, mm-hmm. he's got evil men, all sorts of stuff, uh, and has closed the gap against us so that we are uh, likely to be beset from both east and west. Man. So that's tricky, um, yeah. and that's interesting. When we get later in, in, into this story, uh, where they kind of have to retreat to and, and its location and, and why that's important because of, you know, being uh, vulnerable Locked to in. both sides. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we also learn, he says real quickly that there's whispers and rumors that he still, that Saruman is walking mm-hmm. all, all through this land. Yep. You know, that he uh, was to say an old man hooded and cloaked. Yeah. Uh, very like to Gandalf. So that's also kind of, uh, you know, a little concerning going ahead. Like Saruman might be, you know, in and out anywhere might pop up at any time. Right. Yeah. Speaking of popping up at any time. Sure. I don't know. As I've just been, a thing? been really thinking about, I don't know. Are you starting a podcast? Yeah. What do you think? Well. Lord of the Rings podcast. Ideally, one set in Middle Earth. That would be okay with me. I, I um, got to get the name right. Yeah, we got to get the name right here. I, Bobby, uh, this is, yeah, we, we've been thinking about it for a while, my friend, and so... We gotta get this name Good right, ideas. though. Uh, I guess po- possibly uh, Entwash Rents and Repeat Podcast. I like that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Some uh, laundry tips in there as well. Bobby, right. you got any ideas? What about uh, Earth, Wind, and uh, Rohan Podcast? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, okay, at the top of my head, without writing anything down, Light Feet Podcast? Yeah, sure. Run Wing Swift. Foot. Say Wing, it again? Winged Foot. Run. I was thinking Run Run Swift. Oh, I like that. 
We get yeah. a Nike endorsement or something. Oh, I've got I, I've got a good one for you. Okay. Talking about running. Yeah. What about uh, we still have our feet podcast? Oh, we can't eat them though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yes. Any other ideas? Uh, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. I like that. You know. Uh, one final one I was thinking maybe the Precious podcast. Yeah. You know because we are so precious here and unexpected preciousness. Yeah. TPP podcasts with that abbreviates to TPP. I like that. So, <laughs> you know, get a Charmin endorsement and we're we're in business. All right. And we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there one of these days. All right, yeah. So, well. Thanks, Bobby. Maybe maybe one day. All right. So, where were we again? Yeah. That's the second time. First Lane has to go take a pee and then, you know, <laughs> now, <laughs> now we've got We don't name. talk about that. That didn't uh, happen. Chief concern. Yeah. Saruman. We got Saruman walking around. Right. Okay. Right. So now there's this there's this pleading by Aomer too yep. for him to come back to um, you know, his king and and basically talk to him. He's the heir of Alindo. Uh, that would strengthen the sons of uh Errol, you know, in this evil tide, right? So Yeah. Yeah, and, and and they discuss it. I'm going to brush over some of that, but they they discuss it. They kind of go back and forth. Um, they're having this exchange in, in, in that. Um, Amber's it, pretty much saying you're not going to find your hobbits. No, right. Yeah. You know, um, two days ago, you know, they they were near them, near the Intwood. Uh, we surrounded them. We battled them uh, at dawn. Fifteen of my men. I lost uh, twelve horses. Alas, as you said, they're they're counted in in, in the numbers. Um, yeah. Of the slain. Yeah, yeah. Of, 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 the, of the slain. And yeah. so, yeah. No. So anyways, uh, nonetheless, we put an end to them, uh, but we have been too long away. We need we are needed south and west. Will you not come? There are spare horses, as you see. There is work for your swords to do. Yes, we could find uh, a use for Gimli's axe and of the bow, uh, and, and the bow of Legolas, if they will pardon my rash words concerning the Lady of the Wood. And so that's neat. He's even coming back and kind of apologizing and saying, look, guys, I... This is just too much for me. You know, I'm I'm just trying to patrol here. Uh, we've got yeah. legends and we've got myths yeah. literally leaping from from the ground. Yeah, uh, this is this is too much for me. So excuse me. I'm just a horse. You know, just a horse lord. I feel a lot like Aomer right now. It's a yeah. lot to take in. It is. It lot is. Lots of, lot of uh, you know process. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and Aragorn thanks him, but like he, you know, he says, uh, "I cannot desert my friends while hope remains." Yeah. Uh, and, and Aramir says hope does not remain. He just yeah. can't, can't see it. You would not find your friends on the north borders. Uh, and, and so they go back and forth for a bit. And basically it's just that you have to press on because they could be in Vangorn Forest. They, they know they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Mm-hmm. You know, so if anything, they're going to press forward um, there. And, and they're searching for the hobbits. Or actually, they start to kind of ask, you know, um, about whether or not they were destroyed did you kill the, the hobbits and but he says no that they didn't right i mean um yeah. they, they they talk about the idea that they could have been no taken orcs. yeah no orcs yeah. escaped them before yeah but he says before you came upon them perhaps they did send a couple sure. you know to uh, up into the woods and tried to sneak them away maybe the orcs realized that someone was on their trail and, and they mm-hmm. sent uh uh, maybe Saruman is not going to be back at his tower. Maybe he's going to be in the forest if he's yeah. walking around and yep. and things like that. So there's there's all of that going through their minds. Um, then what do you think has become of them? I do not know. They may have been slain or burned among the orcs, uh, but that will, but that you will say, ugh, 
but that, you will say, cannot be, and I do not fear it. I can only think that they were carried off into the forest before the battle, even before you encircled, those, uh, encircled your foes. Maybe. Can you swear that none escaped you? And he can, he can swear that no orc uh, escaped after we had sighted them. Yeah. So there's that. And again, those cloaks we had said yeah. had hid them so well. Yeah, so he's um, saying you might not have even seen them slip away because exactly. of their elven attire. Right. Yeah. And, and, and Aramir kind of says, they bring up the fact that you guys rode right past us. He says, true indeed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. And now, he says, you know, how shall a man judge what to do in such a time? And Aragorn says, as ever before. You know, yeah. good and ill have not changed since yesterday. Yep. Yeah. And well, he, he kind of harkens back to uh, his father. What would your father have done and the, the, yeah. that he knew him? You yeah, know, and, yeah. And, and things that he knows how he would have responded. Yes. Uh, and and kind of challenges him in that. Yeah, because Aramir brings up this, this, this law, this rule, right? That mm-hmm. uh, no strangers can wander in our land until the king uh, shall give him leave. So he's pretty much implying like, hey, you're going to have to come with us. Yeah. It's not my... It's not, not my word. It's the king's. And, uh, it's kind of the same thing in Lothlorien when, yeah. when they enter there, too. Yeah, it's yeah. the law. And this is where he brings up this, this uh, line. He says, Loth am I to begin a battle of 100 against 3. Yeah. Implying, like, if you don't come, you know, we're, we're going to have to throw down here. Um, and uh, Aragorn says, you know, I do not think your law was made for such a chance, nor indeed am I a stranger. And this is where you say, yeah, he talks about, you know, I've, I've been here before. Um, I didn't ride with um, uh, Theoden, but with his father, um, Thengel. And uh, he says, my duty is clear. I've got to go on. Um, I've got to find my friends. Um, aid us, or at the worst, let us go free, or seek to carry out your own law. If you do so, there will be fewer to return to your war or to your king. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's just, just being... flexed his muscle, like, like yeah. Bobby said, like, this is who I really am. If you're, if you're hard-pressed for this, if you don't, have some leeway with us, you know, you're going to suffer for it. But he gave him a way around his law, which sure was did. that like, I am not a stranger yes, in right, this land. Right. Uh, I have fought with the King's father. Yeah. Uh, and, and so on. And so that right there, Amir goes, all right. Yep. God, thank you for providing yep. That's uh, a little this roundabout. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Cause I didn't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm in the same spot. And he says, you know, we both are in need of haste. Uh, my company uh, chafes to be away and every uh, hour lessens our hope. Uh, this is my choice. You may go. Uh, what is more, I will lend you horses. So he goes even a step further. He didn't have to do that. But yeah. uh, this only will I ask. I think he lends them the horses so that he hopes they will return them and actually come to the And that's what he says, king. you know, make this promise to me that you will bring these horses back. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's talking about being hard-pressed there. Um, I, I was trying to remember exactly what happened, so I did a little research. And at the same time, Theodred is, is doing battle on the other side yeah. of Rohan. Um, he's trying to get there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Does it come up here? I think it does come up here. Uh, I can't not. remember if it does or no. I don't but know. But this is really close to when. This is either right after Theo, Theodred has, has fallen or it's right before. Wow. Um, so, so the reason they're hard-pressed to Ugh. get back is because they've been under siege for a while. And Isn't so, that sad? It is. It is. I mean, he was Just, yeah, he was kind of on, on one side of Rohan protecting it and, and Eomer's on the other. And so and yeah. you feel for Eomer here. He's, he's trying to do uh, what is king. Um you know, has, has made law. He, he's trying to protect his land as best he can. Um, you know, he's got these strangers popping up who the one is the, you know, King of Gondor. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, what do I do here? Um, so yeah, you're right. He gives them, uh, gives them these horses and says, you know, just, just bring them back. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, go, go look for your friends. And when that has failed, um, you know, return the horses to Metaseld. 
yeah. um, Hasufel and Erod. Um, yeah. And it's just cool. You see how, um, you know, he says, may, may he bear you uh, well and to better fortune than his, his former master. Yeah. Um, and we get a little little hint here of how uh, how graceful Legolas is on on the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, moving Gimli here and there, them, yeah. but with the spoken word, such was the elvish way. Yeah, and how Gimli mm-hmm. is is like Sam in a boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, not not too fond of riding on the horse there. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So with so with that, basically, there's there's the farewell that Bobby had mentioned earlier. Um, you know, he, he says, "We shall see." Uh, so many strange thing, so many strange things have chanced uh, that to learn the praise of a fair lady under the loving strokes of dwarf's axe will seem no great wonder. Farewell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So. And they're we, off. They're off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we move quickly um, east uh, out out of the wold. Uh, Aragorn dismounted. He surveyed the ground. Uh, again, they're just looking around to kind of figure out. Uh, what they can find here, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, there is little to discover, he said, uh, when he returned. The main trail is all confused with the passage of the horsemen yeah, as they came back. So that was kind of tough. Tracks. Yeah, so yeah. hard to kind of find. Uh, the orcs must be um, aware from this point that they were pursued mm-hmm. and they may have made some attempt to get their captives away before they were overtaken. So uh, confusion as to where they actually... Um, might have gone or if there's any, any anyone who had kind of ran off to the side or away from the main uh, host there. So as they re- as they rode forward, uh, the day was overcast. Low gray clouds came over the wood. Uh, a mist shrouded the sun ever nearer the tree-clad slopes of Fangorn loomed. So they're getting closer and closer here. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Aragorn and his, his companions searched far and wide about the field of battle. But uh, the light faded, and evening soon drew down dim and misty. By nightfall, they had discovered no trace of Merry and Pippin. Yeah. We can do no more, said Gimli, sadly. We have been set uh, many riddles since we came to Tolbrandir, but this is the hardest to unravel. I would guess that the burned bones of the hobbits are now mingled with the orcs. It will be, it will be hard news for Frodo if he lives to hear it, and too hard for the old hobbit who waits in Rivendell. Elrond was against his was against their coming. Wow. Yeah. I just thinking back to old Bilbo and how hard it would be for him to hear that. Yeah. It would be hard. Yeah. You yeah. know? And um, just the idea too that like Frodo might not even live to hear the the fact that his friends are gone. It's just the the you know you have these moments of heroics and then it's mixed with this reality that their their quest is very grim, you know, and that, that uh doom is Whew, almost certain. Um, you got Aragorn talking about the Council of Gandalf uh, was not founded on foreknowledge or safety. I love this line right here, man. This is important for us mm-hmm. to even remember in our daily lives. Yeah. There are some things that it is better to begin than to refuse, even though the end may be dark. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and and, and the, here again, like just showing the quality of, of the yeah. leader he is, of the person he is. You know, We're not doing this because we know how it's going to end. That would be easy. Absolutely. We're yeah. doing it because it's what's right. Even though we might come to our doom, yeah, but it's all we can do. There's always hope, you know, as he says. Uh, in the yeah, films. but you're so. right. It's that they, there is no assurity. Yeah, you know, because then um, it would be easy. Everyone would do it. Life Everyone is uncertain. Would, exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. You don't know how it's going to end. Yeah. So they uh, they kind of make camp here, right, um, under yep. this this chestnut tree. Who gets uh, a little warm from the fire that Gimli insists on building? <laughs> Uh, let the orcs come as thick as summer moths around a candle. I care not. I want a fire. Um, 
Uh, Aragorn's like, you know, I might draw other things than just uh, orcs or hobbits. I'm, I'm kind right, of afraid right. that maybe Saruman might see us, you know. Well, and, um, and yeah, they're over the edge of edge. Fangorn. There's yeah. some weird stuff going on. Um, uh, but Gimli, you know, but the Rohirrim made a big fire. Right. Uh, but Aragorn's like, you know, there were a lot of guys there, Gimli. Come on. So you're starting to see these pretty, just like, you can you can kind of see how Gimli would use his comic, comic relief. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah he's, sure. He, I mean, he wants something. Let's do it. Bring them on. You can almost um, see the axe when he pulls it out, like the tree is just groaning. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, and it's sort of like, oh, whoop, yeah. Put that thing away. Yeah. Um, uh, so he builds a little fire. Um, there's this moment too where we see them all, all kind of resting. Um, oh, is that here yet? Who who sees them resting? Never mind. Well, look, he said, the tree is glad of the fire. Yeah. Uh, it may have been that the dancing shadows tricked their eyes, but certainly to each of the companions, um, it appeared to be bending this way yeah. and that as to come over the flames. With the upper branches uh, were, st- were stooping down, the brown leaves now stood out stiff and rubbed together like many cold cracks, uh, cracked hands, taking comfort in the warmth. And really, I, it's yeah. the opposite. I mean, well, it's coming up here. I, I, I jumped ahead there talking about how, how Legolas sleeps like an elf. It's just kind of interesting. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they start to bring up the idea of ends here. Yeah. Is what we get it? into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's Aragorn asking, um, Legolas what he knows of the forest. And Legolas says, you've journeyed farther than I, uh, I have not heard, I have heard nothing of this in my own land, save only songs that tell of the Onodrim, uh, what men call Ents, dwelt here long ago. For Fangorn is old, old even as the elves would reckon it. And they kind of compare it um, to the old forest, mm-hmm. right? They talk about the old forest and Fangorn are these two remnant ancient forests mm-hmm. where this great magic and curiosity and peculiarity still remains. Right, except for this one is far greater. This forest is bigger. Bigger, yes, yeah. right, right. Yeah, bigger. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and Gimli just says, you know, I don't want to trouble anything. Nothing be troubled on my account in, in Fangorn. So, uh, you know, it's just funny. The, the dwarves want to stay out of the weird woods right. for sure. Um, and this is where you have their, they're taking watch. Something really weird is about to happen, okay? Yeah. You got uh, Gimli on the first watch. Um, and, and Aragorn says, you know, remember it's perilous to cut. Don't cut any wood. <laughs> you know, let the fire die or call me if you need me. All right? right. Kind of that thing. So with that, Aragorn falls asleep. And then here you get this cool little uh, visual of how elves sleep. I love how Tolkien's always trying to tell us more about, about uh, these different, you know, men. I guess every once in a while he elaborates. But with these different races, he gives us these details. Mm-hmm. Legolas already lay motionless, his fair hands folded upon his breast, his eyes unclosed, blending living night and deep dream, as is the way of the elves. Um, and my gosh, dude, talk about a suspenseful couple of uh, paragraphs coming up. Gimli's sitting there by the fire, thumb in his axe. Suddenly he looks up, and there, just on the edge of the firelight, stood an old, bent man. I mean, that sounds like a horror film. Mm-hmm. Leaning on a staff and wrapped in a great cloak. His wide-brimmed hat was pulled down over his eyes. Gimli sprang up, too amazed for the moment to cry out. Though at once the thought flashed into his mind that, hey, this is Saruman. Both Aragorn and Legolas, roused by the sudden movement, sat up and stared. The old man did not speak or make a sign. Well, father, uh, what can we do for you? Said Aragorn, leaping to his feet. Come and be warm if you are cold. He strode forward, but the old man was gone. What? Gone. What? 
And the next thing you know, they're they're obviously in a stupor. The next thing you know, Legolas gives a cry. The horses, the horses are gone. I'm I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead right yeah. now. I'm just yeah. like, well, they're gone. Um, you know, uh, I'm this, not moving, friend. I'm not moving from that fire. No, an old spooky man. I'm huddling next to my buddies for horses sure. Horses are gone. It's the three of us. We're going back to back to back here. Trees are creaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, perfect. Halloween's almost here. It's perfect. This is perfect. We're in October I am now. Staying right here. That's right. Um, and uh, you know, Gimli recounts the wards of. Aomer, um, and then Aragorn says, you know, this is good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm it's, it's probably wasn't a good thing, but you know, uh, Aomer said he was hooded and cloaked, yeah. but you said you saw a, a, a great brimmed hat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and so that's pretty much it They're They're kind of on edge the rest of the night waiting for something, waiting for something, but nothing happens. Their horses don't return and the old man did not appear again. And that's where we're kind of left on this on this cliffhanger. Who was that old man? Yeah. Um, if it if it wasn't if it didn't fit the the description of Saruman, then then who is he? What is he? Yeah. Um, talk about a tease. And the next chapter uh, is is the Urukai. So we're not going to get our answer right away. We're actually jumping back in time, and we're uh, going to be on the other side of this great hunt. Um, oh, so. Man. I love how, how this book jumps around, too. The first one's so linear, right? We're following one, one thread through a story. We do some jumping back, but it's usually from a person telling, telling a story of what happened. And in here, or in here, God, man, 12.30 in the morning. Um, in this book, we have you know, we're with these characters. Now we're jumping back to the, same, to the previous timeline following another set. And then when we're all done here, we're going back to the beginning and following Frodo and Sam and Gollum. Like it's, it's just, it's fantastic the way he wrote it. Mm-hmm. To not intercut like like he did uh, yeah. is is pretty amazing. So, right, wow, man. Okay, so um, I feel well, weary from that run. Do you know people said yeah, right? <laughs> people said that every time we mention how late it is, they, they get, get tired. tired. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's morning. You guys have the any, sun uh, is shining and it's yeah. um. 67. Fully energized. Uh, have any cool connections from that chat? I mean, we could pretty much shared all those. I think embedded did. in there. I think, you know, the whole cool connection, I think, is, uh, as Bobby mentioned, um, the the cry of Alindil and, and Aragorn sort of like showing mm-hmm. um, this realm who he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, then us also getting to know, like, I think the response uh, from the writers of Rohan uh, and Aomir is is actually really telling. I think that tells us a lot about who they are as a people and their culture. He represents them, you know, and yeah. so the way he responds and and uh, uh, listens to good counsel and things, yeah. I think says a lot. So yeah. that that was a good introduction to, uh, you know, Rohan. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, there's really. I think we covered quite a bit of. What, what do you got? Something there, else? Well, there's just one little cool connection in doing some research about. Um, you know, they kind of hinted at at Aomer being like as tall as Aragorn and this impressive physical figure. And there is um, some lineage of of Aomer that is from uh, Numenor. Uh, a, a, a distant um, ancestor of his is Morwen, who, if you look into Morwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a, a the queen to King Thangal of Rohan, and the mother of Theoden, um, mm-hmm. and that she was a woman of Belphalas and was was a Numenorean. So there's that 
kind of that distant tie between even Aragorn and Eomer. Mm-hmm. And so even deeper, when you go into the histories in the background, you see them, you know, standing side by side and having that, like, like Bobby said, you know, Eomer was built up and, and Aragorn was just this, you know, crazy, weird traveler hunting orcs right. yeah. incorrectly. And then how that kind of shifts, but then how at the end they're kind of, they're almost level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they're, they're equals the, almost. They're like brothers in a way. Yeah. They're back to respecting each yeah. other, but real. Yeah. Um, understand where they're coming, where, where each is coming from, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and just, I th- even think, uh, you know, the, the power that they can have, like we, we talked about working together Yeah, and mm-hmm. joining forces. So cool. Yep. Really cool. Connections. Okay. <laughs> All right. On to uh Bywater post. Yeah. Uh, again, we mentioned every week, just feel free to send your, uh, Bywater, Bywater post, your, your, your Tolkien story, your origin story, uh, to an unexpected pod at gmail.com. Uh, we have a couple kind of just little follow-up questions that we got in, in the uh, email that I just wanted to, to toss out here for discussion since we have uh, the, the three of us, the three hunters here. Yeah. Uh, and this is from uh, Charlie, and it's, it's been back uh, quite a bit here, but I wanted to mention it because we are talking, we're getting closer actually to, it was brought up, uh, Gondor, Boromir, Faramir, mm-hmm. the dreams, the halflings mm-hmm. uh, were brought up in this chapter. And so the question is, so I had an idea about the dreams of Boromir and Faramir, um, and, and, and where those dreams came from. At what point did Denethor start using uh, the, the Palantir, uh, and, mm. or Palantir uh, yeah. and when did it corrupt him? Mm. Could Sauron or Saruman have been pushing Denethor to send his children with the ring as agents to bring it to him? You know, I can imagine Denethor standing over them while they sleep, whispering the, the dream sequence into their ears. Oh my gosh. Just throwing it out there for discussion. Oh, that was kind of uh, oh, that's crazy. Kind yeah. of neat as to as to where does that dream or that vision uh, come from? You know, the halfling that was standing forth, you know, that, that brought the ring forth, uh, or that oh brought well, gosh, you know, yeah. uh, they mentioned it at the at the council, and it was actually Faramir, right? You know, who had yeah. this dream at first, and then Boromir. Uh, so, what, yeah, where does that? Um, and the fact that Faramir had it, he did have it first, didn't he? Or did he not? I believe he did. Could be wrong, but the reason I'm saying that is, is that perhaps Denethor wanted. Um, well, no, he sends Boromir, but uh, I don't know. Just this is you know his relationship with yeah. his two sons. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little different. Yeah, uh, it is for, different for each. So, one you can imagine him. I love that that visual of him standing over and like whispering a dream yeah. into their mind. And you can mm-hmm. see like you know Denethor was driven mad. Yeah, that that that's something you could see someone under the influence of of dark powers doing. Right. Yeah. So, Gosh, that's crazy. So those those were pretty pretty neat, and uh, you know, found that just going through for for Bywater Post, and uh, I thought folks in the in, in the group could maybe talk about it. And, yeah, for uh, sure. Nice little nice little nugget I like there. That. I like that. So um, we have another uh, Richard uh, Richard Cambray uh, sends us a, a little uh, note here. He says, "Hi, gents. Love your podcast. Sadly, not able to do the read along with uh, current work commitments, but I do find time while working." Uh, to sneakily listen in. Uh, I did read the books after I saw the films in my early teens. Uh, they actually helped me as reading was a struggle. Uh, awesome. My desperation to know more led me to improve my reading ability, which is always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, a few podcasts back, you mentioned potentially coming to Oxford one day. Uh, I have lived in Oxfordshire all my life and would be happy to show you around oh, and awesome. could possibly help you find places to stay and recommend some sites and, of course, pubs <laughs> uh, for us to see. Keep up the amazing work, and I hope to uh, hear back from you. So, Richard, I just wanted to kind of throw out there uh, a thank you for the invite. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually, maybe, and Bobby's helping me 
hopefully uh, plan this trip out uh, to England uh, next this coming next summer. Summer. Yeah, yeah. Summer of 19. So I really actually was hoping that I could pick a day and maybe find uh, people like Richard. Um, uh, Mark. Mark. Yep. Uh, Mark has just recently reached out to us in um, uh, Messenger and on Facebook there and kind of talked about, you know, if we need a place to stay out there. Yeah, uh, so I mean, just, yeah, yeah I mean, honestly, or even just showing us the sites, you know. Yeah. So I will be out there. Yeah, you're going to make it before me. Uh, if I had more money, <laughs> to be blunt, I could make yeah. it happen. But yeah. it's kind of tight right now. So, but I would, uh, you know, when it's I... It's the bats, man. It's the bats. It's the bats. <laughs> bats are like eight grand to get rid of. So yeah. there you go. Um, but yeah, if I could, uh, when that happens someday, um, yeah, I would be honored to, uh, and hopefully as can can accompany then as well, and my goldberry and my two little crotch fruit. And, uh, you know, you guys could show us around and that's, that's the way really to, cool, wouldn't it? It's a way I, to experience it. Yeah. I think we need to get a couple of us, you know, here from Ohio and kind of, uh, if we can, you know, in a couple of years, plan a, plan a nice big trip. So I'll go great. over first. Yeah. Scout you know, it out. For scout me. it out. All right. And, uh, hopefully get to see some cool sites there. So, cause yeah. I, I kind of told my dad, you know, I, I was hoping that we could kind of drop in somewhere, um, at a pub or somewhere and just meet everybody. Eagle and you know? child. Sounds that's like where I want to meet. That's that really where I mean, yeah. that would yeah. be some, take some planning, but we would, you know, you can make it happen. I'd you're, love to get the that done. wizard, you know, you know, I just had to hit up somebody from the Tolkien society over there and <laughs> yeah. figure it out. That's right, baby. So, all right, we got, uh, Next Richard, one George. From Richard George, our yeah. good buddy. Um, he says edited since I posted this originally way back in January. <laughs> I love the show. Yeah, it's, it's how, how long it gets buried under in the... Uh, yep. You know, Richard, we're, we're snowed under. Bywater man. post. Some remnant snow from January. I love the show and how you cover the books. I am not much into analyzing books. I just enjoy to read, so your coverage helps me expand my brain. My first discovery of Tolkien was the old Rankin and Bass movies as a kid. As I, I still haven't seen those. Really? Isn't that crazy? I've never seen those movies, Let's watch guys. them. I know. We need to. We need to. Yeah. Uh, early 80s, I still watch to this day. But I had no clue about it until I was older. I think I was about 19 when I read them for the first time. As with many others, I was not a big reader before, but I did like some of uh, Bradbury's books in high school. With what a journey I went on. I still remember where I was when I read mm. them and how I felt when I read them, when I read about the black sails and then found out uh, what happened next. I was literally out of breath and crying, oh, the lows and highs. I also remember looking at the books as a kid. Um, uh, they belonged to my oldest sister, but she never told me about them, and those were the same books I read for the first time. Oh, how cool is that? Mm -hmm. I also watched the Bakshi film and was bummed that um, I could not find the second one. Pre-internet days, I searched <laughs> for ages. Yeah, that it was a different world, wasn't it? Yeah. I was in my mid-20s when the films came out and kept checking the One Ring daily. Yeah, the One Ring.net. Yeah. I also got my friend excited about the movie and got him to read the books as well. It's always fun when you can pull friends along in that journey, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Though he enjoyed them, uh, he was not a huge fan of them, but loved the movies. And as I watched the first one, all I kept thinking about was... Don't die until they all come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's funny. <laughs> and have collated many collectibles. Uh, collected many collectibles over the years. I did post them on your page a while back. Yes, and we remember those. Well, anyways, thanks for doing this, Richard. Thank you. You you've been uh, yeah, from very early days. Oh, yeah. yeah, an active member and always a, a positive force. And uh, you know. Uh, we back, mean that back because in Chicago now too, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. seriously, always been super positive and yeah, uh, sharing some some good insights and and quite honestly, that that comment that 
I actually thought the other day, I was like, man, I, I, I really hope I don't die before the TV show comes out because I really want to see it. You know, that We've was got one, more to see in Middle Earth, don't we? I was kind of like, oh, yeah. oh, man, you know, I really want to make it to that. So we will. Let's hold in there. Yeah. So. You know, you know, Lane, um, that was pretty much how I was introduced to Lord of the Rings and Tolkien. I did not read the books. I, I only recently started reading the books. But initially, I was introduced to the movies. Yes. I was more of that camp where I read Harry Potter. Yeah. I was really into that in yeah. the movies. Yep. Um, and you remember that time we went to the movie theater? An all-day marathon. The extended edition marathon. Extended edition. Yes. Sitting in an AMC theater yep. from like 8 a.m. until yep. 10 p.m. at night or yep. later. Yep. Didn't it feel like being on a plane or in an airport all day? It was exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. Yes, because it was. Because those films and the stories mm-hmm. are so... So filled with emotion, struggle, conflict. Mm-hmm. So it's you're going to be drained. Yeah, absolutely. It's a perfect way to put it. So yeah, I remember that my day introduction. Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you want to give us some more? Yeah, Bobby, your story. Uh, because yeah, I think we're, we'll finish with with Bobby. Um, uh, his his story here. So like, this is also your first read through. Is it your first read or your your second read through the through the series? First. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that because I remember. I remember when you posted. And Bobby's in, a reader in the group. too. Oh, I gotta I mean, know that's he is. The thing. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when you first posted. That I was sort of like, you know, let's go. Yeah, Bobby's in. I don't think I knew that either until you posted that. Yeah, I, I've I, had the books for years. Yeah. I've probably had the books ten plus years. Yeah, wow. But I never. I mean, they were a Christmas gift. Yeah. I never, I never read them until now. And I think I think uh, some people th- like the movies are so good. Yeah. And when you start with that, like. Yeah, you're right. I mean. I can just put the movie and watch it. You know? Exactly. I mean, so, and there is a lot of thought that goes into reading. I mean, there, there's a reason we're tired right now. These books are, yeah, are yeah. they're taxing because you do get, like you said, you get so invested emotionally, and then you, you know, you get curious and you think about the background and the mm-hmm. histories and the connections, and mm-hmm. you're and you're comparing them to the films and thinking, wow, how much richer this this text is, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I, that I've really loved so far as you know I've been reading these books. Tolkien created a world. He created languages. Yeah. He created landscapes. Yeah. He created characters, yeah. races, ethnic groups. Yeah. And to be able to do that and have the legacy that it still has today, I can't think of any modern day author that has been able to duplicate that in their modern work. I think it's once in a millennia type thing. Like I think it 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 just it doesn't happen. Like he, mm-hmm. and and it came from his love of language, right? He he wanted to create this language, and and these stories kind of came out of them. And I I don't know, man. He, yeah, it's it's unmatched. It's absolutely unmatched, and that's why it is so valuable and so meaningful to so many different people. And yeah, and yeah. why it lasts a, your whole lifetime. It's a relationship you have your whole life. You know, if you let it let it happen right he he is someone i the other day i was doing a little bit more research and this is something i think bobby might actually like is uh to you know possibly go quit putting get your finger out of my mic <laughs> what's wrong with you i'm so glad bobby's here to witness all this it is one o'clock in the morning uh bobby's i mean never it's early talk to us again. he's never gonna talk to us again <laughs> but you know he, he, uh hear, hear me out here so the uh, i was doing some research on the on the tolkien society and then even the tolkien estate and they have the the letters 
that yeah. that he that he uh, I think I, sh- I shared a couple of them with mm-hmm. you on Facebook and I'm going to share them with Bobby but they're fascinating to see the re- the the letters that he uh, wrote to his son and to his publisher um, and to just various folks various co- you know correspondence yeah. I haven't read many of them um, to be honest I've read some of the more popular ones but uh, yeah I, I'm really intrigued just to kind of see uh, him talk a lot about his work. It's yeah. it's very fascinating. Yes, it so is. it's something that you know I'd, I'd love to do. Maybe even some stuff on Patreon with just kind of exploring more of that because it's sure. he's an interesting man and 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 uh, listening to him commentate on on his own work is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That, it's crazy that he wrote those letters and people kept those and and they're there. We can go look. Yeah, at the foresight of that. Yeah, yeah it's like it's the, amazing. Yeah. Um, again, like this was before the internet, right? I mean, it's like now we right. have. We track everything. Everything. Yeah, everything is. You, you can't lose in a database. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like this was. These were letters. This yeah. is I don't know, something cool about that. Digging through the archives. That's so. amazing. But, Bobby, uh, anything else? Uh, do you, Do you have which film is your favorite? Oh man, um, I would have to say Return of the King. Wow, I, that's the one. I that's the one I can go back to and watch multiple times. What is it about it that that makes it your favorite? It's hard to choose a favorite. It's yeah. hard to t- I don't know. I just I keep thinking of that scene when Aragorn's finally uh, given that kingship. Yeah. You see that, you see it happening. Yeah. And just the uh, overwhelming joy that happens there. The coronation scene. Right. Is what you're referring to. Right. Yeah. 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 Building up to that moment, this long, this long fight and and this uh, battle to prove himself is kind of over. Redeeming. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love that one. What are you doing over there, Ezra? See, that's what he does all the time. He's weird. <laughs> I'm glad he's here to witness this. What are you talking? Just about? the strange looks you're holding the mic in a weird way. Sitting here, literally sitting here. I, that's actually re- uh, that's 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 neat. So that that's the end scene, Bobby. That's like. Right well, there. it's one of the endings. Clear at the well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's near oh, the God, end. No, near the sorry. end. Uh, so I think that's really cool that yeah. you kind of, you know. I thought you, I was hoping you were going to say, you know, when uh, the Riders of Rohan kind of show up there. Oh, I mean, that's powerful too. Battle of uh, at, at uh, Gondor there. And they're just I think sort Bobby's of, an Aragorn guy. Who's your favorite character? Aragorn. Okay. Through and through. All right. There you go. Pretty popular young man. All right. Yeah. Well, well he's not really young. <laughs> Um, you guys want some strawberries with cream? Yeah, sure. I would like some. All right. I'm getting a little lazy. So, Ezzy, Bobby, I'm just going to ask you point blank. You ever rode a horse? How'd it go? Wow. Bobby? That's, I have not. And you can be as, you know, you can be as interpretive of this if you want to. <laughs> You know Actually, saying? wait, 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 wait. But Bobby, have you ever ridden one of those up uh, those uh, mechanical bulls, mechanical uh, <laughs> horses w- with the? No, I mean, in like as a kid, like the penny one, you know? Oh, like, like the ten cent one. That that oh man, like the yeah, one that's that came from quite a few years ago. Okay, that, okay. that yeah. wasn't just like last week. Okay, no, not did that you, I can did remember. You, did you keep <laughs> last week? It's a little fuzzy. Did you keep your seat? <laughs> or did you get bucked or anything? Oh, you know, man, my mom actually. Was she a horse woman? She rode a horse uh, for a while when she was wow. growing up. Wow. And then a hornet got under a saddle, stung the horse, threw her off. No. They thought she broke her spine. Jeez. No way. That's about the cl- closest I've been to riding a horse is yeah, through so her, sh- but that's about it. And she didn't probably <laughs> you know? have anything to want to do. There is actually a picture of me on a horse. 
Now that I'm thinking well, about it, I was probably picture. five years old. You okay, need that picture about, on the group, I think, Bobby. Still have some of that weight from that baby picture but, on me. Yeah, yeah. Holding a guitar with Don't the cowboy all. hat on. You're kidding? No, me. no. That, so yes, I stand shared. corrected there. I did ride a horse at one time. <laughs> a young Aragorn himself. Oh man! On horseback oh, with a guitar. Gotta see that. Gotta see that for sure. Yes, have you ever ridden a horse? I have. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, I have. When and where, and how did it go? Multiple times, actually. I have. Okay. Uh, Is this a euphemism or? Wow, no, it's not at all. Why right. did you even say that? Um, so I, let's see, my neighbor actually, where my sister lives right oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that barn that's yep. there, yep. they uh, had a horse. Uh-huh. And the field that I now own uh, to the left of my dad's place, yeah. um, that was where the horse pasture. Yeah, mm-hmm. was you know, where she, the, our neighbor girl would, would ride her horse there. And as we got older, we could you know pet the horse, feed it, um, and uh, we, we went over and helped take care of it, and I got to ride the name? horse. I don't remember wow, at all, not, actually. Uh, Terrible. Now, I do remember one horse's name, that, that and I'll, tell, I'll get to you in a second. I've, I've ridden probably six to seven different horses. Jeez. Um, yeah. Got a round boy. Actually, this is interesting that you brought this question up uh, because, let's see. So, there was that, and then um, a girl that I was uh, seeing back in the day. Girl uh, I was seeing. <laughs> this is the 50s? Hold on. <laughs> what? Lady what are you I was talking courting. About? I was courting this girl, and uh, she owned a horse. And I uh, went out there and, you know, she, 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 she could ride really well. And I'm kind of competitive. And I said, you know, let me have a go. And uh, I made a fool of myself. But I, I, mean, I, I actually, I, I did okay. But I was, you know. She uh, could ride really well. She could. She, 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 she did like competition stuff and things. I don't know. Yeah, like my 12-year-old was... mind's going somewhere else. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, competitive so rider. All right. Was you that. made a fool of yourself. Um, my mom actually had a, like one of her best friends growing up had those big, what are they called? Um, they, uh, th- that size, like a draft horse. Oh, wow. Huge, man. I mean, wow. I, I have pictures of me on that and it's like, this thing is You wrote massive. that thing? No, I just set, well, just we sat, sat up it? on it and they kind of led them around. I was like five. Oh my gosh. Five years old. And, those are uh, monsters. Yeah. You know, we're five to seven, something like that. And we used to go over and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then finally, when I was uh, in, let's see. High school, college, can't really remember. Yeah, end of high school, going into college, I went on a big trip out west, mm-hmm. and I, we, we we were I forget where we were at, uh, we were some park, and my cousin uh, Luke, myself, my sister, um, my aunt and uncle decided to. Uh, that's who I went on the trip with. They decided to take off, do their own thing, and they let us, you know, three kids. I was the oldest on these horses, <laughs> on this on this on this trip. <laughs> Uh, we, we had a tour guide and there was a group of us out there, about 10, 12 people. Yeah. And, uh, my horse, they asked, they asked the question, you know, do, do any of you have any exports, any, any exports, <laughs> any experiences with, with we horse sound drunk? We, we? we do. We sound like we're, we're wasted. Um, so the, any experience with horses? And I just thought, sure. I've been on one. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, yeah, I, I'm an experienced rider. <laughs> experienced rider every year. So they gave me the worst horse. Oh my god! They gave me Diener. Diener. Diener was his name, and I'll never forget it because I never. Is that get, what? Where does that name come from? Diener. Diener that was the wiener. His, that was his name. Okay. And I'm telling you, man, I was so far behind the pack. I mean, at one point, <laughs> and like, and I had to like get this thing into a full gallop to like catch up. I was out in the mountains. Oh tour guide kept gosh. looking back. He's like, "You all right back there?" And he just kept <laughs> moving on, and Diener was just doing his own thing. You know, I couldn't control him. Um, and then eventually I'd give him a little, I, I was afraid to give him too much of a nudge cause I didn't want him to like kick me off and, and stuff, you know, uh, buck me off. And, uh, 
But yeah, I eventually uh, got caught back. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. At one terrible. point, I couldn't see. I almost started crying. <laughs> I'm like I'm like 19 years old. I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for like a mountain lion to jump off of, of this. Like we're going through these like these this, oh, this, like mountain pass, and I'm like, Diener, it's just me and you, man. Let's go. We've got to catch up to the pack. <laughs> he would like, stop to eat and stuff. He wouldn't do what he was supposed to do. And uh, they're thinking I have this is that got to be a made up story. I'm dead serious. And they, they're thinking hand that I like, hand to God, honest? okay, hand to God. They, they're thinking Diener. that I have that I have good control over this horse. And it's just one tour guide out in the front, way out in the front. Just left me. Just left me. I'm in the very back. And I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm, I'm dead. I'm like, something's going to jump out of these, these, out of these trees here and just, just eat me alive. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, I was hoping I was like, go quick. Know, it's Diener. It's you it's or me. Quick. You know, like it's, I, Diener's fast though. So he was going to get away. I was going to be eating. So oh, there we, there, gosh, that's, that's hilarious. Me. And so you, my friend, wow. you ever ridden a horse? Rode one once, had a good time. It's fun. All right, cool. Sorry I took up all the time there. No, that's all right. I'm glad you did. Uh, a little quick share of the load. Not uh, just, too much. Just, just real quick. You know what? You Actually, want. guys, you know. Shut it down. Shut it down. Let's just get out of here. There's no reason, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just really. What, what, I'm why, feeling an appendices after this. What do you wh- think? Wh- why are we here? You know? <laughs> A- a- answer me this question in the group. Um, who are you and why are you here? That's what I want to know. Ooh, All right. That's an allusion to something. That's what I'm getting to. All right. Um, yeah, no. Sh- uh, d- you know what? Here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Share the load with each other. All right? Okay. Is that okay? Man. Yeah. I think that's the way it should be. Find f- find someone. Here, 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 here's a challenge. Don't worry about Lane and I. You know, uh, this well, just for the, just this is a one week thing. Worry about us after this week. <laughs> but so there's there's a time limit on this. Uh, but this next week, just go out. You know, you're at the grocery store. You see somebody in need. You know, pay it forward type of thing. All right, share the load. All right, Kevin Spacey. I is appreciate that, cool? that. Is that cool? Is that sounds yeah, cool to me? Great. Yeah. I wasn't. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Pay it forward too. Starring Ezra Kirk. All right. Cool. Um, time for weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. Uh, we want to thank you for, uh, doing a little hunting with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging deep and going back in time. Uh, just a hair chapter three book three of book three, the Urukai. Could you sound any more tired? I'm just calm. I'm chill. Oh, okay. Butterbur can be chill too. I don't have to be hey, high strung all the time. Bobby, we want to thank you. Honestly, yes. we really do appreciate it, man. This has been a lot of yes. fun, and we're glad you're here with us. Hopefully, Arby, anytime you want to come on, I will have, have to be here. Okay, it's great. Okay, all right, Good. thanks, buddy. Uh, all right, friends, again, thanks for you know uh, listening this week and putting up with us. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shout out facts. We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight. Remember, Frodo lives. Gondor. <laughs> what was the what was the tone? What did you have there? I uh, felt like I was in a Disney movie for a second. I'm like, this tone's all wrong. What was it? It was.